Welcome to the show. Yo, 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 how it is? Good, man. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's your nickname again? Uh, D Wazzle. D Wazzle. D Wazzle. That's amazing. Tell me how you got that nickname. Honestly, I think it was maybe like sixth grade. Okay. My friend was just like, she came out one day and we were hanging out and he's like, yo, what up, D Wazzle? (laughs) And because my last name, I'm Dylan Wallace. So it kind of, it kind of works out. It's kind of like, you know, you know, D money, D, you know. So it's just kind of like that. D Wazzle so is what it is now. Yeah, and now it's everywhere. <laughs> how many people call you D Wazzle? I'm curious. Oh, a good amount. It depends on how long I've been friends with them. Okay. I don't think anybody in Korea calls me D Wazzle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, actually. Um. Yeah. My friends from high school call me D Wazzle. Okay. Not like exclusively. But right. It happens. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it's a it's an interesting nickname. Yeah. And, you, and it just stuck since sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Had forever. <laughs> okay. But your real name is Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Dylan. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. yeah. So, How about uh, that? Or you D Wazzle, whichever yeah, one you want. Dylan Wallace. Okay. I'm afraid to say my real name. I ain't got nothing to hide. Nah, you, well, you say that now, but like two hours into this conversation, you might be like, <laughs> shit, I need you to delete some of that stuff. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully yeah. I don't run for president someday. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada, um, born and raised. And currently here in uh, Tejon, South Korea, researching at KAIST. So nice. That's the basics. Okay. And can you uh, tell the audience what KAIST is? KAIST is the Korean Advanced Institute of Science and Technology. It's uh, some people like to think it's the best engineering university in Korea. Mm. I would say probably. Okay. But uh, it's definitely <laughs> up there as far as like. I mean, I'm all universities bragging, go. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything to brag about. I'm right. not like involved with them heavily. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you could though. Good university. Really yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, really it's nice. Consistently too. in the top rankings of world universities. So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a good school. It's a really nice school too. Yeah. Really nice. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. Really pretty. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool, man. Well, you know, welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, appreciate you coming by. Yeah, we met kind of randomly, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah through, through, the, through our cultural meeting. Yeah, Stamtish, hell yeah. <clears throat> um, shout so cool, out. man. Yeah, shout, shout <laughs> out. Nobody knows what the hell that is. Yeah, uh, so it's all good. But um, okay, cool, man. So we're gonna start off, right? We're gonna do our free topic. Yeah. Right, and then we're gonna jump into everything else. So right. what is the free topic, man? What are we gonna talk about? I think we decided on dreams. Dreams, it is, man. Dreams sounds good. I like dreams. Not really. Well, here's the thing. It depends on what kind of dream it is. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, like your dreams, like your aspirations. We're yeah. talking like dreams when you're asleep. Oh, then, you know, that's a good, good question. Well, Which I mean, one? I was thinking like sleep. Dreams. I was thinking sleep dreams, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. we're talking about so dreams and nightmares, right? Those are two different things Ooh, that we're talking yeah. about, right? Okay. Dreams and nightmares. Dreams and nightmares. Okay, good. Let's talk about it. All right. All right. Have you had good dreams? Oh, I have like an interesting <laughs> history with dreams. Tell me. I'm curious. Oh, so like, you know, when I do dream... It's usually really vivid, and I pretty much always remember. Um, I mean, you know, they say, like, you don't remember a dream unless you wake up in the middle of it. Right. Something like that, and you always dream, which I don't know about that. And I think there's, like, not enough research, so right. who knows if you always dream. But, like, when I was in high school and, like, the first year of college, I have, like, night terrors. Mm. Which are like oh, really terrible, like, waking nightmares. Right. It's, like, basically hallucinations. Right. And, oh, man, that stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> Have you had, like, night sweats, too? Um, like, really bad night sweats? 
Not really. Like okay. usually it's just like I wake up in the middle of the night. It's usually happens when I'm like really stressed or I go to bed like super late. Right. Like 5 a.m. <clears throat> because of Overwatch? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back then it was actually Star Wars. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Old Republic? Yeah, Old Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with my friends online. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. But uh, That's me and Civilization right yeah. now. <laughs> but uh, during finals I would get them too because just stressed out crazy. That's and, crazy. Yeah, they're like... Just it's usually some kind of like demon or like a gigantic bug chasing me around. Jesus. And I like wake up, but I'm not fully awake. Right. And then I usually like run to something. Right. And like when I was living at home, it was like just run straight to my parents' room. But like when I was in college, I lived in the dorms. Yeah. And I would just bust out of my room like naked, <laughs> like not fully naked, but like in my underwear and just yeah. like book it down the hallway right. and wake up at the end of the hallway and i'm like oh my what god i am an idiot yeah. that's crazy so why, why do you think you were dreaming about like demons and big ass bugs? honestly i went to a psychiatrist about it once yeah and he was like i think you just have sleep apnea oh and i was like oh it could be that, that's weird it? yeah and then i was like well you know i have a medical marijuana card and right. you know that helps and he's right. like okay you don't need no medicine you got your medicine. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's enough confirmation for me. <laughs> that's a cool-ass psychiatrist. If only we had more people like him. Yeah. The world would be a better place. <laughs> yeah. I, I was joking with somebody about that the other day, too. Like, you know, the world will... I think it was one of these podcasts like, episodes, actually. Like, literally, if everybody had, like, more alcohol, more sex, and more marijuana, It'd the world be would be a really chill place. Much better place. Much better place. So much Unfortunately, better. it's not the way it is. Yeah, not yet. Maybe especially one day. in some countries in particular. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're not gonna name any though. <laughs> so okay, cool. So so he said maybe sleep apnea. So what did you what did you do? Did you just like start smoking more and then like that shit? Went I just away? took it as validation. Like I usually I haven't gotten it while I smoke. Right. I haven't gotten it while I'm here either. Right. Because obviously can't smoke here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, I think it's because I'm you know just been really relaxed. Right. And enjoying Korea. But yeah. if I was stressed. Be, probably be another story okay yeah. so have you like dreamed of like anything else like besides like demons and big ass oh bugs? yeah i mean okay. when i was a kid i had some like interesting reoccurring dreams i had this one for a couple months where i like i was just like on this like same playground and i was always like i was always like falling and it wasn't like a nightmare because i would always survive mm -hmm. but like i would just like i would just take really gigantic jumps and like right. land with no damage oh wow I don't know if that was like Call of the Void. Like I just wanted to jump off stuff without getting hurt. Yeah, in my maybe dreams. you just thought you were invincible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck the world. Yeah, I can do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I, interesting. I have recurring dreams sometimes, but okay, those are the most interesting to me. It's like you can really tell your subconscious is trying to do something to you. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to tell you something, yeah. or like you're just stuck on something somewhere in there. Yeah, just, it's definitely like a message. You know. Yeah. Yeah, whether it be from you or from somebody else, yeah. like, we don't know. But yeah. it's definitely something. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had recurring dreams, actually. So, and I, I really don't remember a lot Do of Do you ever have, either. like, a dream where you'll, like, wake up in the middle of it and go back to sleep and then it's the same dream? Like, you just start mm. off again? No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think I've ever had that. That's the weirdest. That's some weird shit. I've had nightmares where, like, I wake up and I'm just like... <sighs> And I'm like, what the fuck, oh, you yeah. know? And then I like, I can't go back to sleep for a little bit. Yeah, obviously. That, that'll, that, yeah. So I just like stay up. Like I like drink some tea, maybe watch a couple videos, and then just kind of like yeah. take my eyes back to sleep. <laughs> and then most fall of the time, sleep naturally. Yeah, that's it. And um, it is kind of random. It's very sporadic. Like I don't have any, you know, I don't, you know, have dreams regularly. And if I do, I don't remember them. Right. And I don't have nightmares regularly either. So. Huh. 
Um, yeah, I think it's different for everyone, which is one of the most interesting thing about dreams. It's yeah, like, I agree. They're so unstudied. Yeah. Like, they're very hard to study, obviously. Yeah. Since it's just pretty much all in your mind. Yeah, you're right. And, like, nobody really knows what their purpose is. Right. And nobody knows, like, why certain people dream more than others. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... And, and I think that, um, I mean, I think there's... Like you said, there's not as much studies now, but I think that the studies that are there are very interesting because I think they're looking more into the neurons and how they're activated right, yeah. uh, during your sleep cycles um, <clears throat> or during a sleep cycle because I guess you enter different stages when you're right, sleeping. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know the, all the science behind it, but it is very intriguing for sure. Yeah. So. It's like you, you REM is the deepest sleep, but that's not the one where you dream. It's right. like the one right before it. I right, think, so. right, right. And then have you ever heard of like um, astral projection? Yeah. yeah yeah so there's that that's also interesting that is scary <laughs> yeah that, yeah yeah exactly i've always wanted to try but i've been too scared yeah, yeah hell yeah I've that's heard some there's, scary way, shit. there's ways you can like uh kind of tune yourself into it and like just practice train right. yourself to do it right and also like waking dreams where you're in control yeah i've never had one of those but i have some friends that have tried to do it and they say it's amazing yeah i mean it sounds it sounds pretty cool yeah. and it also sounds like uh what's the other one no, that is astral projection where you kind of like it's no, like out no. of body, out of body yeah, experience. Like you yeah, you can see yourself. You can see yourself, yeah, that's which scary. is freaky. Right. You know, like it's, like it's extremely freaky, but yeah. it's also very interesting. Like if you can do that with like no repercussions, yeah, I think it kind of makes it. you wonder. Like, is there another dimension here? Like, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I I crazy. think there is. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that, like me personally, I think there's like a lot of things that I don't think humans will ever be able to explain. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um, but maybe there will be a time where we will be able to explain everything. Kind of doubtful, yeah. but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm a science guy, so. So yeah. So yeah. I think <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be able to explain everything. Right. But that's one of the great things about science is that like we discover one thing and then we have questions, more questions than we had before. Right. And so there's a, you know, there's always progress and then there's always more things to learn. Yeah. Um, but you know, things that we used to think were just like crazy. God must've done this, you know, right. thousands of years ago, even just a couple hundred years ago, like the moon, right. Taking the tides in and out. Yeah. The tides go in and out. You can't explain that. Can't it's explain like, well, that, right? now we can. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Maybe someday we'll be able to explain it. Yeah. Maybe. I hope so, man. It'll be who interesting. Knows? I mean, we won't be around for it. Right. But for the times that we will, I mean, we, if you think about it, we live in a really interesting time period. Yeah. You know, like really interesting. Really interesting. So it's very cool, but at the same time, I'm a, I just can't imagine how yeah. people are going, like what people are going to experience, right. like like a hundred years, hundred years now. from now. Oh man! Dude. Like just imagine how much has changed in twenty, I know, thirty man. years. It's like, fucking ridiculous. The internet has changed the entire world. What's you're the right. next thing that's going to change? No, you're totally world? right, dude. You're totally right. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy, but it's also like so cool, man. Like yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think of like a better word for it, but like. So cool. It's just like the best I can come up <laughs> It just blows everyone's mind. It's been a long ass day. So, and then like after this, I'm going to spend like eight hours playing Civilization. It's like a really <laughs> bad, work it's morning? a really bad addiction, dude. Like I started playing I it. I love Civ. I used to play Civ with my friends all the time. <sighs> Jesus, man. And it's like, it's one of those games where you can't just play like 30 minutes. No, it's impossible. You have to play at least three or four hours yeah. or else you're wasting your time. <laughs> Shit, three or four hours is not even enough time, man. Yeah. It's so bad. Like I can't, I can't quit. It's like, it's very hard. I mean, I can Are quit, you playing obviously. Civ 6? Yeah. I haven't played that one yet. I yeah. was a big Civ Four and Civ Five. Yeah, but Civ Six is good. It's still being, you know, updated and everything. So it's not perfect yet, but it is working. So I mean, like they're they're making things better and better. 
But um, I even I play multiplayer, right. you know, online. Yeah, and it's just random people. It was random people. Oh, and that's it's, the worst though. <laughs> it's it, no, actually it's so much fun, man. It's so it's so much fun. But at the same time, like games going forever. I started a game the yeah. other day at ten thirty, and I fucking look at the clock. It was like three thirty, and I was like, what the shit? I don't ten thirty a.m. ten thirty p.m. Okay. to three thirty a.m. Okay, that's right? not too bad. Th- that's not that's bad for me. I don't think I've ever played games that long, and like I haven't played games for a that Civ long. game. That's not too bad. Okay, <laughs> like I right. admit that's pretty bad for anything else. Okay, yeah. I mean, because I've been playing games like that for like ten years, man. Like back in the day, I used to play games oh, yeah. like literally all night all and night all long. morning. Yeah, that'll put a toll on you. <laughs> yeah, but now like five hours, six hours Civ games. I'm like Jesus, this is terrible. Help me. <laughs> I could be doing so much. I could be doing so many better things right now, but I'm not. Ah, uh, so that's subjective. I agree. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> So, um, you know, speaking of dreams, I'm curious, though. Um, we were just talking about Nolan. Yeah. Christopher Nolan and his right. new movie, Dunkirk. And yeah. Inception. He did Inception, which is the whole movie is about dreams, right. essentially. One of the best movies. It's it's amazing. So what do you think? So actually, not about the movie. We won't do like a movie review yeah. or anything. But I'm curious. Do you think he was dreaming at the end or not? Um, and I, I talked think... to him, talk about this briefly in one of my previous right. episodes. But I'm, I'm curious. That went so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you have to, like, look at every little detail, and I haven't done enough analysis on it. I've okay. seen, you know, plenty of forum posts and stuff about it, but I think maybe... I, I want to say he was dreaming. Okay. Just just, just for my own my own. Is that what you experience. want? You want him to Yeah, I want him dreaming? to be dreaming. It makes really? it more interesting. Really? That's yeah. interesting. I don't want him to be dreaming. Really? Yeah. I want I him to be at home with his real. kids, man. Damn. The dude's had a rough life. Right. Cut him some slack. <laughs> Cut him some slack. Jesus. But it just makes the movie like so much more impactful if he is dreaming. Right. I, yeah, it's I like, agree you know, with that. When it doesn't have a happy ending, it makes you think more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I think... But also so- having the like ambiguous ending is probably the best thing you can do. Yeah. Because yeah. you still get people, you know, when was that movie released? 2012? Yeah, a while ago, yeah. So like... You know, five years later, everyone's like, "So was he dreaming?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all his movies are like that, though. Yeah. Like what? Else? Like Memento? He did Memento too, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did he? Did he? I don't know. Was I actually it, never was seen it. Was it Richie? Movie. Damn, I don't remember. But a lot of his movies are like that, you know, where you're just like, "Damn, what the hell happened?" Like, what do you think? Like, Interstellar too. Interstellar, you know, is, what you were yeah. just talking about, like what what the hell was that at the end? You right. know, like there can be so many interpretations to it. Yeah, I think most people would agree. Like, oh, it's just like an advanced humans in a different dimension right, that yeah. kind of you know helped us but we're them also like, yeah it's know. like it's like one of those time loop things where it's like extremely hard to explain yeah yeah but it's yeah. really cool so okay so you think he was dreaming i i don't think so well i i hope that he wasn't dreaming so you know he i think i think leo in this movie had a rough okay <laughs> so i just want him to just be you know have a good time with his family I think in Leo- Shutter Island, you remember Shutter Island? Did you see that one? I haven't seen it, but I know the plot. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, so I don't want to spoil it. Then you know, I won't spoil <laughs> it. But if you watch Shutter Island, we can talk about it because I'm, I'm like, you know, that one he can have, he can have a sad ending. I'm he has it. Him. He has it hard in pretty much every movie, though. Yo, you're right. <laughs> he just can when never was the last have movie? a good break. Oh man, I mean, Wolf right. of Wall Street was actually kind of a good movie for him. Like yeah, he was. was successful, but he couldn't just like he couldn't have a perfect moment. He just right. couldn't have it. Well, he was good for like ninety percent of the movie, and yeah. then like the last ten percent, like he just <laughs> like, got fucked. Yeah, yeah. Damn, such a great movie. Though. It was a good movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Man. What? What? You want to talk anything about anything else like concerning dreams? Oh man, some someday I hope that we can like record our dreams and go back to them. Oh, that's something that I would love to see science do. That would be interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't think it's possible. Like 
I'm the way I imagine dreams. I mean, this is obviously just a hypothesis, right? No data to back this up whatsoever. Right. Yeah, but I think like your subconscious is just like it just flashes, right. and your subconscious just makes something out of those. Right. That's why dreams like skip around with bunch, and there's no like flow to them. Right. So if you watched it back, it'd probably be like really weird. Right. Like, it wouldn't right. make any sense. <laughs> You're right. You're probably like, what the <laughs> fuck was I even? What was I even dreaming? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Make you. You all right? Okay. He, <laughs> uh, he, was, he looked like he was looking for something. I'm like, damn, did I put toilet paper in there? I don't remember. Just so everybody knows, we have another guest here. Yeah, he's, there's a quiet person in the in the corner. Yeah, now in the bathroom. Yeah, he's spectating us. <laughs> he's been sent by the government to make sure we don't say anything bad about Korea. It's like, no. <laughs> oh man, dude, I have to apologize too to him because like the place and to you, like place is a little bit of a mess. Oh, that's nothing. I got a... Yeah, this is nothing compared to a lot of people's places that I've right. seen. <laughs> yeah, and probably to what you've seen, too. Yeah, but, I think on the other episodes, like, you pretty much always complain about it being a mess, too. You're so right. It's dude. okay. Yeah. It's, dude, and the funny thing is, it's, like, the same goddamn mess. It's, like, the same mess that's been here for, like, the past month and a half. Oh, really? I yeah. hope I didn't make too much noise. Yeah. No, you're good, man. Dude, I uh, I talked about the beanbag chairs being pretty loud anyway. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah but, I, I mean, honestly, it's, like, it's not bad, obviously. Um, but at the same time, like I'm actually trying to hire people now to come and like give it like a thorough cleaning. Oh really? Yeah. Like I just want the like the like floors. actually clean. I want like, people to like squeaky. Yeah, clean. yeah. I mean, and I do that. I sweep the floor and I have like a little Swiffer thing that I use. But I want somebody to come in and like just bleach everything, right? And do all the shit that I don't I had to, to do. Oh, excuse me. I had to like do that when I first moved into my dorm. Oh yeah. Because there was like mold. Oh man. Like in the bathroom, because you know, Korean bathrooms are a little bit different. They have yeah. like. The shower is pretty much open usually. Mm-hmm. There's no curtain. There's no door. It's, it's just like a drain in the middle of the bathroom, not even in the middle of the shower. Yeah. And so, like, the water gets everywhere. Yeah. And so there was mold on the ceiling, like, a little bit, but, like, mostly on, like, all of the caulking around the counter. And then I, like, pulled out the uh, keyboard thing. Oh, where no. Where you set your keyboard. Oh, my gosh. It was, like furry black mold oh, and i was like oh god and i like tried no. to get the dorm supervisor to deal with it didn't speak any english right. i looked up the word for mold in korean he still didn't really get it and no. i showed him it and he was like he just made a like a scrubbing motion yeah, and pointed like, to me and i was shit. like okay i guess i gotta clean it myself yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say he, he knows what it is he just didn't want to do yeah, it he was like oh, he, he like scrubbed it with his finger like he took his finger and just like and like oh. sniffed it and I was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna die." Yeah. I mean, you're you're already pretty old, so you probably don't care. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Hey, let me, man. Let me tell you. I was actually told because I was confused too when I moved into this apartment. It wasn't really clean. Right. I had to clean it, and I was like, you know, does no does nobody come in here and clean like the houses, yeah, like or I don't do, know. do anything before the next person comes? There's like, like some penalty in the dorm for not leaving it uh, clean at the end, but right. I don't think they really even notice. Yeah, and and I'm just like, and and what my colleagues had told me, they're like, no. You just, when you come in, you clean it yourself. I'm like, come on, man. Like, a thir- like here's the thing. You don't have to do, like, an extremely thorough cleaning. I get that. Right. To- totally understand. But there should be at least some type of cleaning. You know, something. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have to come in here to mold. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. That, yeah, that that is what, like, I didn't really care about any of the other. Like, there was dust underneath the mattresses. Like, who cares Yeah, like, that's that? normal. It takes, like, a second to clean up. Exactly, yeah. But the mold was like, this is that's a little ridiculous. much. Yeah. I just sucked it up and dealt with it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a good whatever. thing you're still alive, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, who knows in the long term, maybe yeah. I'll die from lung disease. <laughs> well, you know, I had that problem in my first apartment. Like, I, I was the first week I was there. Um, Did you have a different apartment before this one? Yeah. I had, like, a way smaller one. Like, okay. the third of the size of this. And 
it rained and um and i was like on the fifth floor out of like seven floors and somehow my floor started leaking so well, that start- makes you think what happened to the people above you right exactly <laughs> yeah so and apparently nothing they went upstairs and nothing had happened but yeah oh. so so i guess there was like a I don't know what happened, but a lot of water started coming down, and then, like, I swear to God, man, like, a day or two later, like, a lot of mold just started growing ridiculously. Oh, no. And um, I told the landlords, oh, we'll fix it, we'll fix it, and it just never happened Um, for, like, a few days. They didn't come in and do anything. So, I took pictures. I took it back to my supervisor and my boss, and I, they were like, that's not good. So, then they came and looked at it, and they were like, no, hell no, this is not good. So, they called the people, and they were like, oh, we're going to fix it, like, next week or something. And they are like, fuck that. Are you kidding me? Do you see this? They're like, like he's they, going to die. They sent them the pictures. And then they're like, oh, no, we'll take care of it as soon as possible. And they're like, no, 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 that's not happening. So, they found me this place instead. Wow. Yeah, that's they, good, at least. <laughs> they took good care of me, yeah. So, yeah. in this place, obviously, it's good. So And I keep it in good condition, for the most part. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, okay, cool, man. I think it'll be really cool if they can record dreams. I think one day we'll be able to do that. Yeah, that would be insane. Have Who you ever knows? thought about recording yourself when you're sleeping, like, uh, like a video, like the paranormal activity? I've shit? done so. Like, uh, I used to when I used to have an Android. There was an app for like sleeping, tracking your sleeping, and like oh, setting yeah. like dynamic alarms. Yeah, and I used it for a while, and it had a function where you could like record you. Yeah asleep at night and like i listened to a couple of them it kind of just made me creeped out i was like just like weird noises in the background and i don't want to listen to this yeah, yeah, yeah no, and I, that's just recording just imagine them you have video right it's like yeah i don't want to know right i don't need to know right yeah i i'm i'm with you on that one and i've seen like some videos like on youtube too where like uh, people like sneak in to their house and they like steal food or they just like steal things and right. they, like sneak back out yeah. And the video like catches them, and they didn't. And the people who live there didn't even know until like they right. watched the, watch the playback. Yeah. That's what I don't. When I first moved into my house back in Vegas, I yeah. had this feeling that there was like just somebody living in the attic, right? And they were just like you know siphoning off our food or right. something, right? So and and it and it might be true actually. Knows, <laughs> it, like it might know? be there. <laughs> I remember. Um, I think I was uh, watching Dane Cook. Uh, one of his uh, shows, one Man, of his comedy does specials. Does he still exist? I think so. I don't uh, know what he's doing nowadays. Throwback. Yeah. Dan Cook's great, though. He's, like, married now, I think. Is he? That would uh, be surprising. I feel like that's why he stopped doing stand-up. Okay, yeah, because he can't do stand-up. <laughs> still be married like that. So, I remember, I, I forgot what show it was. I think it was maybe Rough Around the Edges, and he was talking about how he was with his friend, and his friend was at work all day, and he was just chilling at the house, and he came back, and his friend noticed that the ice cream was gone. And oh, then, really? Yeah, so he was like, he was like, hey, Dane, man, why, why'd you eat my ice cream, man? You know, I've been looking forward to that all day. And Dane was like, I didn't eat your ice cream, dude. Like, I, I promised you I didn't eat your ice cream. And he was like, you're the only guy in the house. Like, you know, there's no fucking ghost that ate it or whatever. <laughs> so I remember, and there's like a whole joke. They go back and like, yeah. he goes back and forth. I think I may happened. have heard this one before, but it's been a while. So um, in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, that is a classic example of somebody sneaking in. You yeah. know, when nobody's looking at nighttime or whatever, and they steal somebody's ice cream, they just eat that shit and they go, they, yeah. they just leave it. They're house. never going to know. And then they caused all that strife between two right. good friends, and yeah. now they have a problem, and now he's making a joke about it. Yeah. It's just like interesting how, like, you know, yeah. things affect each other. I'm not saying that's what exactly what happened, but that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, go state the ice cream. That's a good excuse, though. It is a good excuse. What if somebody broke in and ate it? I didn't eat your meal. Yeah. Or somebody else. Well, first of all, I feel like that would be fucked up. Like, if somebody broke into your house and the only thing they stole was ice cream, I mean, I guess that would be good. I mean, maybe but, they're hungry. Like, maybe I could understand. But, yeah, if it's ice cream, it's like... Right. If you're hungry, you actually go for, like, food food. You right. don't go for ice cream. 
Yeah. And then who steals like a tub of ice cream? Like, can can people eat like a tub of ice cream? Oh, I'm sure some people could eat. You ever heard of Matt Stoney? Oh, dude, that dude is ridiculous. <laughs> he can eat a couple of tubs of ice cream. Yo, I've seen, the first video I saw of him was him eating like that 10-pound burrito or something oh, like the, that. Oh, like monster burrito. That yeah. was disgusting. Oh, and I love his videos. There's just something like primal about it. Oh, my God. He just like, he just shoves it in as fast as he can and just, like when he eats burgers, he can eat a whole burger in like 10 seconds. I know. I've never seen such a thing. It's nasty. It's amazing. It's It's amazing, but also like... Sometimes horrendous. I watch his videos when I'm hungry because it makes me more hungry. Why do you do that? I don't know. Are you like a masochist? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Are you like a masochist? Only a masochist for, for food. food? Oh, man. <laughs> I hate doing that, man. But you know what? It's interesting because um, when I'm hungry, too, I often watch like food shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it, cause it gives me ideas of what I'm going right. to cook when, I'm, when I get up, for right. example. Or what I'm doing now is like intermittent fasting. Um, so like when I'm done fasting, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to make. So I watch it for like inspiration. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's still torture. Like I'm torturing myself. Yeah. You like know? it makes no damn but sense. But it, ma- it makes it better. Like if you're already cooking food, that's when I like, like if I'm waiting for something to cook, I'll watch the Matt Stoney videos. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, this food's about to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> and he eats some really nasty shit too. Like when I saw that burrito, first of all, it for, looked good. For, people should YouTube this. It looked terrible. And here's why. It was the one he made himself, right? With yeah. With like the like 10 burritos. Yeah, it was like 10 like big ass yes, flour tortillas. Yeah. And then he put like four pounds of cheese on there. And then like all this ground beef. Yeah. And then he started putting frozen burritos on there. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. I, I was like, what the fuck I mean, it was doing? like burritoception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also had like, um, he also had like bottles of hot didn't he do like a bottle of hot sauce or something he did like a, a whole jar of salsa okay that's what it was a whole jar of salsa yeah a whole jar of salsa like a whole thing of guacamole oh man dude whole thing of cream cheese it, people should watch that just go watch it and just be disgusted <laughs> just go watch all of matt stoney's videos oh, and he's like he's like a professional food uh, yeah he's the only one that's beaten joey chestnut which right. if you don't know who joey chestnut is he's like the world's mo- best hot dog eater for like seven or eight years running right and uh he's the only one to beat him back oh, in 2015 in the nathan's hot dog eating contest there you go although like this last year he matt stoney did pretty bad okay <laughs> that's all good that's because he, he's been too busy eating all these shitty ass yeah. burritos <laughs> well think about it though man we're in 2017 and it's normal for us to have food eating contests right it's so weird because he's like so skinny too he, it it sickens me like he is like i wouldn't say he's like you know anorexic or anything but he's like he's pretty skinny that dude's skinny as and shit. he eats like ten thousand calories fourteen thousand calories in one sitting with yeah. like without throwing it up yeah. i don't know how he does it i hate him i hate him i was talking to my colleague earlier and i was like dude you know you know, for some people, it's easier for them to lose weight, right? And it's easier for some people to gain weight. Right. But what's really annoying is, like, people who are like me, where I look at certain food and I gain weight just purely by <laughs> looking at it, you know? And then I think I, there was an article that I I wasn't able to read yet, but I have it on my list, that says you can actually, it's possible for you to gain weight um, by sniffing certain foods, just by like the pure particles. Yeah, like your there nose. is something, there is something that is triggered in your brain. Um, and again, I haven't read it. I need to look it up. Oh, that sounds terrible. There's something that's triggered in your brain when you smell certain foods that can make you gain weight or something like so, that. So, like, if you worked in a restaurant, and you didn't eat any of the food, would you just get? That's gain me, weight? dude. That's my life. I've worked oh, in the restaurants for like ten years of my life, dude. 
So, and I'm not huge, but I mean, you know, I would probably be a lot thinner if I didn't work in Five Guys <laughs> and Outback Steakhouse and Lido's oh, Pizza. Five you Guys know, is like, so good, though. <laughs> Five Guys is amazing. For Five sure. Guys is one of my favorite burger joints, but every time I go there, I feel like the fattest person in the oh, world. Absolutely. Because they give you, like, all these fries. That's and, the best like, part. This gigantic, greasy, but so delicious burger. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know why? Like it's so good, man. Fresh beef. I mean, fresh beef every day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they changed their practices, but that's what it was. I remember when I first started working there, I had to wake my ass up early in the morning. I had to walk all the way there, which sucked. Oh. You know, sometimes I would get a ride from my mom, but my mom half the time was like, "Fuck you, bitch. Walk." Yeah. <laughs> this is welcome to the world of working. You know, like it just sucks, but you got to deal with it. And then when you would get there, um, the fresh beef would come in. And then mm-hmm. you would have to unpack it, right? And yeah. You have to weigh them out. And you have to make them into little patties oh, and stuff wow. like that. Like it would just come in in big rolls. Or... Yeah, man. So it was very fresh, and I think that's one wow. of the. And you didn't. We didn't do anything. We didn't season it or anything. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just I like mean, it's really good, really good burger. It is good, and of course the best part of the fries, Cajun fries, man. Those are my Cajun fries ones. are really good, but sometimes they're just like they're. It's got too much seasoning. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I, I mean, like I that. love seasoning, but it's like it's just too strong sometimes. Where okay. it's like I feel like I just had a sodium heart attack right. after <laughs> eating all this. Well, you know, some it's because like um some people they put salt on them and then they put them in the Cajun side and then they put mm-hmm. more Cajun seasoning. Yeah. on them. I don't think that should be done. I think it should just be just be Cajun. Just be Cajun well, because the Cajun seasoning the same, already has salt. Right. On it. That's how I feel about like pepper. Like most pepper already has like a lot of sodium content in it. Right. So like, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Yeah, I agree. So, but yeah, you're right because they they give you the cup, right? Right. And then they give you the extra yeah. scoop yeah. of fries on top of that. And if it's a large fry, you get two extra scoops. Yeah. Yeah, but the large amazing. fry is like suicide. <laughs> yeah, but like sometimes, don't judge me, but sometimes I wouldn't even go in there and order a burger or anything. Just I would just, I would get a large fry, right? And I would get like three ramekins of mayonnaise and then like six ramekins of ketchup, Ooh, right? And I would just mix sauce. the, hell yeah, man, just make oh. some fries off, and I would just eat that. And then after that, I would think about killing myself because i ate all this terrible their fries are really good like there are people who are like mcdonald's fries are the best and i'm like you don't know fries if that's what you think they're because mcdonald's fries may be good right there's so many good fries out there i agree and five guys is one of them if anybody says that mcdonald's fries are better than five guys fries they need to really (laughs) reevaluate their life really reevaluate i mean like they get soggy too easily they're not even real fries right they're not even real potatoes. They're, like, that should be enough to be yeah. like, no, fuck no. It's just terrible, man. People are like, In-N-Out fries have no taste. I'm like... Mm, In-N-Out I mean, fries are better than at McDonald's. At least they're fresh. Yeah. They're better than McDonald's. Right. By far. I really like the animal fries at In-N-Out. Those yeah, they are, really are good. good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. French fries is my favorite food. So I often compare fries quite often. I mean, like, <laughs> I often compare them quite often. Yeah, no, I, I compare them a lot. And because of that, I can tell you as a fact, McDonald's fries are not that good. Yeah. Not that good at all. Yeah. I mean, and, and people always have, like, the debate between Burger King fries and Wendy's fries and McDonald's fries. In my opinion, McDonald's fries are still at the bottom. Right, yeah. Burger still King the... fries are actually all right. Wendy's, to... Wendy's fries, to me, are the best of all three of them. You know, and I then don't Burger need King enough Wendy's McDonald's. to actually judge that. But I, when I was a kid, I used to go to Burger King for their fries. My mom was always like, I don't understand you. And I'm like, <laughs> their fries are better. Like, yeah. you just. They're you, way better. They're way better. Yeah. No debate. Sorry. Like yeah. I'm thick, right. not tiny, skinny, non-potato fries. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, you're not the only one that likes them thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nah, man, I, I'm telling you, Five Guys was a cool place. It was a cool first job to have, like for sure. 
you know. And after we were done, or after I was done specifically, like um, preparing the meat with everybody, mm-hmm. I had to crush the potatoes. Ooh. Yeah. So we would have like these big ass bags of potatoes. Yeah. And um, you know, we rinse them, and then you have to you know cut them, and right. then you soak them in water so all the starch would leave. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, we would put them they in like, like a bucket. They have the same kind of machines as In-N-Out where they just like pull the lever down. And yeah, that's it. Some. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. It might be automated now, but before we just had a lever. Like you just had to use your arm strength. Right, yeah. I'm sure, so, that's, I'm sure that's still how it is. Yeah, it probably is. But that was so annoying, dude, because I had to cut like two or three bags, sometimes even more. Yeah. It did suck. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, it probably puts a strain on your Fucking terrible, dude. You know? Oh. And, but I, I became really good at it. Because right. I just started like doing them really quickly, and what you have to do is you have to rinse them off first, uh-huh. right? Because if you put them in there dry, it's not gonna really work. Um, but you have to rinse them off a little bit, kind of give it like uh, some friction. I don't know the best way to say it. Yeah. But it was easier to cut if they were right. rinsed. Yeah. So it was interesting. Nice. It sucked. Yeah. But the free meal was amazing. Yeah, I worked at Papa John's as a delivery driver, but I had to do like all the food prep and stuff too. <sighs> And yeah, that was food the worst. Sucks. Food prep is the worst. Yeah, food prep is the worst, man. Easily the worst. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It sucks. Yeah. But I will tell you this much: I had cool managers, though. Like I had really cool managers. That'll make or break a job. Right yeah, there, for sure. You have a cool manager. And like one of my managers, like really liked me. So instead of getting like a free meal, I would get like well, I would get a free meal, but I wouldn't just get one for me. I would get one for like my whole family. Ooh, yeah, that's good. So I would just like ask my family. I would like text my mom, be like, okay, what like what do you want? want? So my <laughs> and mom, my mom and my brother and sister, would be like, all right, this is what I want. And they would always ask for the most ridiculous yeah. shit. It would annoy the <laughs> extra, hell out extra, of me. Extra, 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 extra. I'm like, do you know how like lucky you are to have? this you know and i'm working my ass off and you guys are you know being fed off of my hard work <laughs> so and my mom specifically she's really picky oh, so yeah. really picky like extremely picky oh. so yeah and, and you know to each their own i'm not judging i don't like picky eaters but man. it just got it, sometimes it gets to the point where i'm just like what the what just no make your own make your own food don't go yeah, out make and, your own food. make your own food if you're a picky eater make your own food <laughs> yeah I mean, that's Life lesson right there. It was so funny. I have like these very, um, I remember these really weird moments when we would go like through fast food uh, restaurants and my mom would be in the drive through and she would order all our food first. And then at the end, she would order her food and she would be like, okay, I want like a cheeseburger and no onions and I want tomatoes, but I want you to put the tomatoes on the grill and I want you to like grill them really nice and smushy, like, kind of like ketchup, but not exactly ketchup. Yeah. Workers. It was the funniest thing. And I would just, and here's the thing. The first couple of times I thought it was funny. Like this shit's hilarious. Then after working at five guys and right. other restaurants, I was like, I just started like hating my mother more the real question and is, feeling really bad for, uh, for the workers yeah. who in the back. Cause they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Who asked for shit like this? The real question is this, like, half of the time, do they even do that crazy Probably stuff? Probably not. Or they just <laughs> oh, act like they did. They did. And here's how I know, because my mom would always check her shit before she Right. That's off. the worst, too, like, when, yeah. when they go and complain because you didn't fulfill their ridiculous request. Right, right. And then, like, the manager would come out, oh, we're so sorry, you know, we didn't, you know, we apologize and this, this, and that. But, of course, as soon as we drove off, I could get... Could almost guarantee you, nine times out of ten, they went inside. They're like, "Yo, fuck that bitch." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. exactly how my manager would be too. He'd be super nice with the customers. Uh-huh. And as soon as they left in the kitchen, like, a bitch was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. I probably you know? just like blew out everyone's headphones right uh-huh. there. No, it's okay. Maybe not, but Maybe it'll be fine. <laughs> like I saw it was like a gigantic. Uh, like, yeah, I like I like facing it towards people so they can kind of like monitor yeah. their sound levels. But well, it's mine's also like really weird. quiet unless I'm really loud. So I'm like trying to get closer, and then it's like too loud. 
No, the thing is, though, I compress it. So it automatically boosts the sound more. Okay, good. And it's good for people because when they listen to it, they can adjust their volume as needed. Mm-hmm. So it works. Don't worry. It works. Sweet. I got this shit down to a Sweet. T. Almost. Got a science going on. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's just like a lot of trial and error. Yeah. I can't tell you how many like random episodes that I have that I've deleted. Trust me. Like <laughs> just trying to like work with the sound and like right. doing different things. So yeah, it's been interesting. Anyways, cool. I don't know how we went from dreams to fast food. It but, happens. Uh, That's yeah. just how it flows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like it like that. Though. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on. How about that? So how about we talk about... What do you want to talk about first? I like to jump into passions first and then like bucket Ooh. list and then you, in stories. I think that's a good order. Okay, let's do it's it. a good man. order. All right, so tell me what you're passionate about, man. Let me know. Oh, so, I mean, in general, I'm passionate about engineering um, okay. ever since like freshman year of high school. Known I wanted to be an engineer of some sorts, but uh, I think overall, definitely like robotics. Okay. And uh, I don't think a lot of people can relate to that, but it is uh, it's such an interesting field to be in because you get a little bit of everything that's out there and it's like very hands-on. Okay. Um, so. Okay. So tell, tell us more then. Like, I want to know more because I'm not too familiar. Um. I mean, like, what about like, why are you passionate about this? What got you into it? I, you know, I mean, why the, robotics? Like, you know, it's okay. So if, I'll start from like, what got me into it? Okay. Um, in sophomore year of high school, I had this, or actually freshman year of high school. And it was like the third day of school. Um, and my friend, a brand new friend, he's sitting next to me in one of my engineering classes. And, uh, he like, he gave this little presentation about, he's starting a robotics team cause he did it in middle school. Right. And now he wants people to join him. And I was like, yo, man, that sounds pretty cool. I'll, I'll check it out. And I go in. I was the only person there. But I was, you know, I started doing it. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. So I went back, you know, like three or four times a week. And it was like just a little high school competition. Um, but like that first year was just awesome. Like seeing what you can do. You can get something to move exactly how you want it. Right. Have perfect control over it. Um, and then... You know, sophomore year, I started FRC team. And for those in the U.S., and I mean, it's a worldwide competition, but really big in the U.S. Um, it's the first robotics competition, really big for high school. Okay. And they're these, like, gigantic life-size robots. Nice. Yeah, the other competition's, like, small robots, maybe 18 inches cubed. But these FRC robots, they can be up to, like, 8 feet tall, 2, two by 4 feet. Damn. And, like um, <laughs> and they're, like, yeah, and they're, like, really, like, cool competitions. And they're game-based. So each year it'll be a different game. Right. Some big. So one year it's been like basketball. Nice. <laughs> one year it was like a gigantic yoga ball that you had to like score. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's and it cool. It was like kind of like volleyball kind of. And it was, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's kind of like, they like to say it's like a sport. I mean, it's obviously not a sport sport, but it's kind of a, it's very team oriented and stuff like that. So Yeah, that's tight. And uh, I got to be captain of the team in high school and went all the way through until um, I graduated and uh, so I went to UNLV where there was this new robotics professor and I joined the lab. I've been there for about two years now. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just awesome doing research and trying to explore like what robotics can do. Because it's, it's very interesting because it's, it emulates life a lot of the time. Right. And specifically like what I'm doing here at KAIST is humanoid robotics. Oh. So they're basically human, you know, the same degrees of freedom that we have. Right. And they try to do all the things that we can. And hopefully in the future, much, much more than we can. And, uh, yeah, I think robotics is 100% the future. Okay. Um, 
I mean, you see it a lot of times in articles, you know, this is all the jobs that are going to be replaced by automation. Right. You see like Elon <clears throat> Musk, Bill Gates, right. all these really rich people talking about how AI, it's going to replace a lot of jobs. We need universal basic income. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a new, um, that's a new topic yeah. that people are going to have to start talking about soon. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's going to be really important soon. I mean, I think universal livable income should be. Yeah, you know, it should be a thing. Like, I don't know why it's not. To be right. honest with you, I think but, we gotta um, start doing it now. That way, we have all the kinks sorted out before it becomes yeah. absolutely necessary. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And and of course, that's not like a pass to be lazy. It just means that like you know, right. people have to make a living. Right. And if we and if society is gonna become easier, you know, hypothetically speaking, with robots, right then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also going to be a lot of people who are not working. Right. You're going to run out. Like people, people like to think, oh, we're not going to run out of jobs. Like this has happened before. Right. People have been replaced in factories. And I'm like, right. This is different. This is different. This is way different. It's And they're right. Yeah. You know, we have had new factory jobs and people have been laid off, but this is a whole different ballgame. I think it's going to replace the idea of money. Right. Eventually. Right. The the idea of money is going to disappear because of this, because you're just not going to be involved in an economy of production anymore. It's going right. to be an economy of creation and creativity, art, inventing, and science. Stuff like that. Stuff that's that a robot can't do. Because that's what... I mean, that's what being human is really about. Right. It's all these things that, you know, nature and robots couldn't do on their own. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. So so let me ask you a couple of questions. Then. So let's talk about... Because I'm curious on your input from about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. right um the limitations that we should probably right. put in place with artificial yeah. intelligence i also am curious about um and maybe you don't know anything about this but i read an article about humanoid sex robots right and how they're becoming more common and right. how they're and that's becoming interesting more... in, in this area of the world too <laughs> yeah so you know so that's also very interesting um and then oh, i can't remember the third thing but let's talk about those two first and i'll remember later yeah so artificial intelligence is a really interesting topic Something I'm interested in researching, but I haven't gotten super deep into it yet. Right. Um, but I do, like, I, I read a lot about the developments, and I watch a lot of uh, TED Talks, you know, lectures on this kind of things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there it comes a point where you could build an AI that is malicious, mm-hmm. um, that could do a lot of harm to human civilization. Right. It really depends on how you build an AI, because AIs are very complex and I don't want to get too into the details, but basically they don't just take a set of inputs and create a discrete set of outputs. Right. Um, they are encouraged to do certain things and they will do vaguely whatever it takes to get to that goal. Right. So you have to clearly define what is a bad thing and what is a good thing. Right. And so if you don't define, you know, killing humans is bad or um, something that could you know, inadvertently kill humans is bad. Right. Then a lot of bad things can happen. And that makes you think a lot about, you know, what is bad. Right. <clears throat> right. Going back into right. those like metaphysical questions. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's very hard pro- problem to deal with. Right. And a, a big thing right now is researching um, kind of like a metaphorical kill switch. Right. For these kinds of AIs and these kinds of robots. And it's something that in theory could be done, but it's very, very difficult to orient. Right. Um, because if you're an AI that's um, wanting to preserve itself in order to help humanity, right. which is you know its overall goal, it has to preserve itself in order to do its job, then it's not going to let you hit a kill switch. Right. So you have to put in some kind of parameter to allow you to hit the kill switch while still allowing it to do its job. Right. It's a very complicated subject, and 
it's an interesting topic of research. But yeah, it doesn't sound easy. It yeah, I, I'll tell you that easy. much. But it also like it begs the question because you know we've seen lots of futuristic movies, right? Which may have you know which may seem like that's ridiculous. That shit will never happen. But then you start thinking about some of the research and some of the possibilities. You're like, well, that it is extreme. Yeah, right. but I mean, I guess you know, and I and I read a lot of uh, technology articles as well. And there's mm-hmm. two that came in came up in particular when you were talking. Right. One of them was talking about like a Google computer that taught itself how to walk or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all the details. There's a TED Talk where they have a robot with like four legs right. that teaches itself how to walk. Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, that might be it, yeah. That might be it. And the second thing is um, talking about how it created its own language. Like the AI created its right. own language. Right, that one's really scary. I That's that some scary shit. Ago. And that and that right there, I'm just like, okay, we it's need really, to, right. we need to, you know, chill out with this. And I think I saw an article the other day talking about like Elon Musk talking about how like the United States and the world should be able to p- should put regulations right. on AI yeah. now. Elon Musk Otherwise, is very, very adamant about that because yeah. he's a smart man. He knows. I, I think the same thing. We need to start um, limiting what you can have an AI do. Right. And there needs to be like, you know, right now there are research ethics. Right. But that's mostly for experiments and stuff like this. These AIs are a little bit different. Right. They've kind of fall out of the bounds of a lot of those ethics. So right. we need a new form of like research ethics that right. are very strictly followed and regulated because I mean it's 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 hard to say that as a researcher because you want to be able to do everything but you you, you know you, you there's a lot of mad scientists out there and there's right. a lot of people that don't know what they're doing yeah exactly um, <clears throat> not that they're stupid but that they don't foresee a lot of the consequences that can happen from exactly their work. yeah exactly and, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so that's yeah it's very hard and uh, to get to some of those articles the first one where the the robot teaches itself to walk that yeah. TED talk is really interesting because like in the end, it's like a four legged robot. They put it through simulation. They use machine learning and you know, it just basically uses its internal positioning data yeah. to try and move itself forward. And it flops its limbs every way it can until it learns a good way. Um, but it doesn't like walk the way we would think it walks. Right. It like kind of flops around like a fish, but you know, to it, it thinks it's moving efficiently, right? And it's doing it. So that's kind of an interesting thing that happens with AI and machine learning. Is it? It doesn't always, you know, end up like you think it will. Sometimes it'll find a, a less obvious approach that may be more efficient. Sometimes it'll find um, kind of a more weird approach that may not be more efficient, but it still satisfies the requirements and it does them easily. So right. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, weird area. And then the, yeah, the language one, I think that one's really weird because like, I think everyone's first reaction is like, that's scary. Like these AIs made their own language, but it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to to judge the AI from making their own language. Like we're just afraid of that because we don't understand it. Right. But yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Like when you don't know what somebody's talking about, and I'm sure you have a lot of experience with that. Oh, living yeah. in a lot, exploring a lot of different countries and living oh, yeah. in Korea without speaking a lot of Korean. Right. It can be hard sometimes when you don't know what people are saying. It's true. Yeah. You know, you're always like, are they talking about me? You right. just kind of got to brush it off eventually. Of course. So maybe we'll get to that point with AI. I mean, right. Well, computers already speak their own language. Right, of course. So. I think I think and I don't remember all the details of this and I, I apologize to the audience cuz this is a common problem that I have um with not remembering everything, but I remember that the article was talking about how not only did and and okay, so the AI did what it was supposed to do, right? It was supposed to find the most efficient way 
to pass off data or to communicate with another computer, for example. And it found a way to do that, right? That was not a part of its original written code, which is why it was scary, right? Um, And that is extremely scary, in my opinion, that it could do something that it wasn't, even though it is doing what it's supposed to be doing, it was doing something that wasn't written in the original code. And that in and of of itself, to me, can be very scary. Yeah, you know what's even scarier is there's a lot of uh, current research and there's a lot of like actual AIs out there right now that have been developed by like Microsoft, co-wrote by Google, I think, that can write, they can write code. There are AIs that can write There's AIs that can write code. Yeah, it's already a Shit, we need to put a lid on that right now. Yeah, it's it's a really scary thing, especially for CS people. Maybe's CS, so he knows what what it's like, but... um, you know, uh, programming, if you go and look at, like, the list of jobs it's going to be likely replaced, programming is at, like, 40% replacement chance. Like, no shit. Really? I mean, you know, computer science is kind of a different aspect. Right. But if you're just a co- what, what a lot of computer scientists would call a code monkey, right. you just go in, you just hack away at code all day. Right. That That's really easy for a machine to do. It doesn't require, like, a lot of processing. Right. It doesn't require a lot of creative thought. It Mm -hmm. just requires you to know uh, kind of the syntax and know kind of how to make logical structures. And if a machine's already built on that, it's not going to be that hard for to do it. And that's really scary. Yeah, I mean... I I don't know if you've ever read um, The Last Question. No. It's like a short sci-fi... I wouldn't even call it a book, sci-fi story by yeah. Isaac Asimov. Um, and I won't go too deep into it, but it's basically about reversing entropy, if you know what that is. Yeah. And so, like, could you, you know, reignite all the suns after they've burned out and let the universe live forever? Right. But they have, like, this, you know, supercomputer, and it, like, starts out on Earth, but eventually it just builds itself a new supercomputer mm. all the time. Until it becomes a hypercomputer, and it's in like hyperspace, right? And I think that's definitely like that's gonna happen in the next hundred years, where we have computers programming them themselves. We have computers creating new computers, and right? New technology, scary. That is scary. It's it's again, it's like very intriguing, and I think I like I do want to see it. I'm like my curiosity is peaked, but at the same time, I'm like we gotta put limitations. Like there has to be, you know, there has to be boundaries. I'm sorry, there's gotta be. Yeah. So, and I think it's interesting that you mentioned that with the computers because I don't quite remember the technical term for it. Because this, like, this is, again, is not my field. Yeah, no, not my field quantum. at all. But it's, I think, what is it? Qu- quantum computing? Quantum computing. Yeah. yeah, quantum computing. Yeah. Which is like, first of all, um, I don't know the best way to explain it, but it's essentially a more efficient way to compute data. Yeah, it um, on the kind of data you're computing. Right. Basically, how it works is like typical computing, you have two bits right. for every, I guess, you have two possibilities for every and in quantum computing, you have qubits, and there's like four possibilities because um, quantum particles have four different um, like states of being. Right. And it, it depends on like electron spin and stuff like that. So okay. Uh, quantum computing is is very interesting. It's not the most efficient for a lot of things. Like you you couldn't get better performance for like PC gaming. Right. Or stuff that's like parallel. Right. But uh, yeah, it's very uh. It's very interesting because a lot of like the heavy computation and data research could go way faster. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's so, what I meant by efficient. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You could like you could get situations where you get a quantum computer to go really fast. Right. And it's like, oh man, it just solved all these problems we've had for years. Right. It can crunch these numbers so fast. Right. That's interesting. And you know the thing is like that I've always been curious about, and I need to do more research about this, but. 
I'm, I've always been curious on how computers can solve things that humans can't if we created the computer, right? If we were the ones who taught the computer how to solve these problems, then in a way, we've technically solved it, right? Yeah. But we just didn't know the answer or yeah. like, I don't... That's something I kind of skipped with the quantum computing there and kind of answers your question. Like computers are exponential, right? So the, everything's from, you know, a power, an exponential of two. Right. So if you have uh, two bits... Since there's two possibilities, you get four possibilities out of two bits. And then it's like, it just grows. So like, you know, eight bits is 255 possibilities. Okay. And it just grows exponentially. And if you have something that's four bits or four possibilities per bit, you know, that's everything to the power of four. And it's just like ridiculously more. Right. And the reason is scale. So like if you have a lot of these possibilities, it can it can run so many processes at once. And it can do a lot of parallel processing. Parallel processing is where a lot of the stuff gets done distributed computing and i know mingi does knows a lot about that there you go that's uh, kind of <clears throat> mingi's over here like yeah i know everything <laughs> you're lucky i'm not he's on the like, mic right now like, you know carnegie mellon cs guy, yeah so, there you go you know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just at unlv you know not exactly the best <laughs> i love about it Work, working your way up there man <laughs> working your way up there up. Master's, master's program. There you go. Or a PhD. Most people who I know who do engineering, they typically go from, from bachelor's to PhD. They skip that master's bullshit. Yeah, it depends yeah. on where you are. I know in, here in Korea, like, that's impossible. Yeah. I just don't think it works that way. In Europe, I think they kind of do the same thing. You're yeah. You're required to do, like, a master. I mean, a lot of different countries in Europe do it different ways, but you're required to do some kind of, like, master's right. before going to a PhD. Well, maybe they have a combined program because I know that I think when I was in Kansas State, the architectural program had a combined program. It was like five years. Um, it was like five year program. It was like your bachelor's and your master's degree, and you were required That's to what do. Right okay, yeah. So yeah. It's so okay, yeah. Like, combined programs are amazing. Like yeah. if I would have known about that and my school had that, I would have done that for yeah. sure because that would have saved a lot of hassle and and money. <laughs> for yeah, sure well, but because you're doing your master's thesis right now yeah i'm working on it now yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of the combined programs they don't even have like a thesis which yeah is which pisses me off yeah it's, it's a good thing to show yeah i mean if you spend a lot of time on that thesis it, that's a really good thing to show to your employers or yeah wherever you want to end up working so. yeah and i was talking to my friend about this the other day and um you know everybody in my program we're required to have a second language right test out of a second language and you have to write a thesis and of course you have to do all your normal coursework as well so it's a very good program in terms of requirements but at the same time like nowadays a lot of master's programs don't even require a thesis a, right. a lot of them and that we and my friend and i were just talking we were like man we could have been done with our shit a long time ago we could have saved ourselves so much money if we would have just like done a regular you know master's program and skipped the thesis and everything and we appreciate the process but it is like very frustrating um, and it does take a lot of time and um, preparation, and we have to defend it, of course. So it's it's we're pretty much doing everything that we would do for a PhD, <laughs> but for a master's. Yeah. So and it's it's really annoying. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's but much, for people who are out there, I'm not hating. Right. I'm simply saying, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I agree. I was actually planning to do one out here. Actually, okay. I was thinking about doing it at Keist. That would be um, but Kais doesn't really have any programs for me. I'm like a humanities slash right. social sciences I mean, guy. So, yeah, a ch- yeah, a couple, a few. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chungnam is there too. Um, and and my and I'm my schedule is flexible, so I could be able to you know be able to mm-hmm. still keep my full time job and go to school. Yeah. Um, it would take longer, but I don't care as long as I'm making money. I don't really give a shit. So I have to make money. Yeah. There's no choice. I got to make money, man. (laughs) 
So, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. As of now, I'm just like, I'm kind of done. Like, I'm mentally, I'm just like, oh, I'm fucking done I with mean, this. Dude, my proposal was 47 pages. And my the minimum amount of pages that we need for our thesis is like 40. So technically, you know, I could be done. You haven't done like the actual. That's the thing. Like, I well, exactly. I'm doing the data and uh, gathering now. So I've already had a couple of my interviews. I still have a, I still have some left. And then once I get all my interviews, then I have to like I have to do a whole another process. So like I have to analyze it and you know. So I have I'm anticipating at least another twenty to thirty pages I need to write. Um. So ultimately, I think it'll be like sixty pages. Um, it is cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens for sure. Going back to robotics though. First thing, do you did you remember uh like. That competition slash robot fight that the United States and Japan's gonna have. Oh yeah, it's still going on. That's isn't that gonna happen like next year, right? Or this I don't or know this the year? Exact timeline of it. Yeah. Least, uh, US, the US team's video, I think they're called Megabot. Yeah. Um, they have like YouTube videos. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them. Have you seen the one? They're really cool. Picking up the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but so the the the, cool. the the Japanese um program too was very interesting. I mean, not the program, the, the uh, company. Oh, it, it, what it, was it? I forgot the He's name. Yeah. We are probably gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> We're going down with a fight, though, man. Anywhere, like the problem with, uh, and not not the problem, but the thing about Japan and robots is like you can't be like, oh, Japan's so good at robots. Why do they have to be so good? It's like they need robots. Right. If they don't have robots, their society will actually die out. Right. And I've heard from a lot of Japanese people about that because you know their population is just dropping it. Yeah, that's a huge problem now. Yeah. It's it's a problem that Korea's gonna have. <clears throat> Too. Yeah, but that you know that's something that robots can actually help fix. Right. Thankfully. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I I know that's been a problem for some countries. And I think I was reading about uh this one article about like certain Scandinavian countries. I don't, I don't remember the ones, but they started like offering money and benefits to people to produce more kids, <laughs> like to <laughs> to to you know uh to start having more offspring. Yeah. The yeah. Starting to have that problem too. Unless yeah. you're like, I mean. It, this isn't racist in any way, but like immigrant families have a lot of kids. Right. But like people, you know, the typical white American family just doesn't have any kids right. in America. And that's like the majority of America now. So it's actually starting to, to decrease. Off. Yeah. That's why immigrants are actually like a really good thing for America. Right. Because they stimulate the population, they stimulate jobs. Right. And make it way, way better. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And honestly, I think people are just realizing that like, you know, we don't, well, first of all, our population is pretty big right now. Um, in the world, like our world pop, like our global population, but also, also people are just kind of realizing, like you know, hey, I don't, I don't really want to have a lot of fucking kids. I think that's that's (laughs) like it's it's a point in society where like people. I mean, maybe there'll be you know another point where they realize they do need, they do want to have more kids, right? But I think with the society we have, you have these people that realize they can do anything they want with their lives, right? freedom and democracy in a lot of the world right and globalization and, and, and globalization and so they say you know i want to pursue my passion right and a lot of they don't even think about kids while they're on the way right and so you know some people have kids but even when they do it's like just one or two right in Korea, like the average is like 1.4 right and family. and we have like in contraception is is right. much bigger around the world too yeah. i mean it's not available in all countries yet but just imagine if we had contraception like available to every country in the world like the population would drop significantly, right. in my opinion, um, and, and it already has just with the countries that right. do offer it, you know. So, 
Yeah, it would be an interesting place for sure. Like, I'm curious on how that would be. So, but it would change things up. And like you said, it would introduce robots more for certain tasks and everyday things. So, it would be interesting. You would always have a job, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, they've been, they've been, you know, capping that for a while now. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if that actually had any impact, though. Oh, did it? Or did it not? What was like a one child policy though? Well, the one child policy. The two child Okay, so the two child policy was if I have my information correct, was only for people whose parents were both college educated. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you if both your parents were not college educated, yeah. you can only have one child. So otherwise you could have two children. Right. I that may be wrong though. I need to double step that. Because like their population still exploded after that. And I think the only right. thing that's stopping it now I mean, because I don't think I think they discontinued that policy. Korea oh, has I don't know about that too. Oh, really? I didn't know that's that. Kind of why I don't think that's why actually, because really, what what happens is like once you get to a certain development stage, right? You just stop having kids, right? Because there's like so many great things to do in the world, and I mean, I love kids. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have kids someday. Right, but, but fuck that. Not right now. Like, yeah, so <laughs> not right now. Yeah, we live in an amazing world. So yeah, for I sure. Think that's just how it is. Yeah, no, I agree. And um and if and if I remember correctly, I also read an article talking about how like you're right, like the two child policies are really working. And I think the article was saying that like it it was working to an extent, but there was also a lot of people who were having more kids, and they were like claiming those kids as like cousins, right? Um, or as like you know like random yeah, family members. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and yeah, so they were just doing that. So it was kind of like balanced out, you know. Well, it balanced out for them, but it wasn't really balanced out for the government, of course. So it was. It's interesting, you know. I think the big one now is India. Their yeah. Still rising ridiculously yeah. They haven't hit that level of development yet. Right, dude. India. I. I. You know. I. I don't know everything that all the political stuff that's happening in India. I mean, I know a little bit, but can you imagine if India like got their shit together? I mean, they, but they like if they have, if they were like completely unified, right. India like, would be. Man. I don't know what it is i think it's just that they're just too a little bit too far behind right now yeah i have a friend studying in india right now so maybe he could shed more light on that. right yeah i don't i don't really i can't really i, I don't know, really know yeah, much know, to really talk about it yeah i think they're just like they're just a little bit slower getting there because of like all the years of colonialism right oh yeah for sure absolutely and yeah so you know they'll get there eventually but like right now they're so large i mean they're almost the size of china right smaller area right and less developed right so it's like it may be harder for them to actually get up to the higher levels of development yeah a lot of the poverty and stuff that's happening yeah no i agree i mean there's definitely like a huge uh you know historical background and reasons why you know when i say get their shit together i mean like you know like get it together i'm not saying it's all their fault obviously because that's not true but i think that like if they were able to do that dude india would be freaking amazing like it would be like such an economic powerhouse. It would be insane. And I was talking to my friend about this earlier today too, about Korean, uh, South Korea, and North Korea. You know, when if hopefully and when they become unified again and they work through all the, yeah. the you know the initial bullshit. Like, dude, Korea, like a unified Korea would be such an economic powerhouse. That's actually, like an interesting, like, that's such an interesting topic too, because you know we're both Americans. Yeah, we come from America, and like, you know, you don't get a lot of this unless you know you're specifically looking for it, but. A lot of people think that, like, North Korea is, like, this evil force in the North. Right. That, like, 
you know, South Korea hates them and North Korea hates South Korea. Right. They both want to kill each other all the time. Right. And like you come here and you actually get the full story of it. It's like, no, they want to be unified. Yeah, there's a good portion like, of them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> unified. They just want to do it on both of their own terms. Yeah. It's hard to reconcile a totalitarian government. Yeah, for sure. A completely de- democratic government. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I remember talking to a few Koreans, and I remember them telling me they're like, "Hey, no offense, but you know, one of the reasons why Korea is not unified now is because of the United States, and and Russia, and China, and a few other countries who are also, you know." And I'm like, "Hey, I, yeah, exactly, yeah." So you know, and I totally understand that because you know, America specifically, United States specifically, has meddled and does meddle quite often in other people's politics, um, and a lot of other things as well, which I don't agree with. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I totally understand it. That's not to defend any of North Korea. Like, yeah, no, not at all. Do, yeah. You know, the, but it, the it's there. The ship is still very terrible. Of course. People yeah. There's still people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure the North Korean people want to be unified too. Even yeah. Kim Jong-un doesn't share those same views. Right. And I know like in this recent political um, election, a lot of people were talking about how, you know, oh, certain how certain candidates, certain candidates like strongly dislike uh, North Korea, certain candidates like want to be unified and want to have, you know, discussions with him, you know, with uh, King Jong-un, for example. Um, thank you, sir. And, you know, and there's like certain candidates who just like, you know, they're like neutral. They're like, yeah, they want to have a firm hand against uh, Kim Jong-un, but they also want to try to maybe have discussions about working together. So, like, you know, each person's political stance on North Korea could highly impact. It's different, but it could highly impact their election. Um, so it was it was very interesting, man. You know, and, and like you said, like we get a lot of Western exaggerated media, you know, about the quote unquote crisis and problems here. And don't get me wrong. It, it does exist, but it's also not as serious as people think. <laughs> I have like my dad and he's like, he's not like, uh, you know, super Trump supporter or anything, but he's, you know, a Republican. Right. He's been a Republican his whole life. It's kind of where he comes from. Right. But he's coming around, you know, I try and like educate him on. He's not, you know, completely like very racist or anything. Right. He, uh, he just, <laughs> a little bit, just just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I have to be honest. I think a lot of people. I think of most people in the world like a little bit racist, right. like a little in, bit. In like Detroit, uh-huh. you know, the seventies. So right. Oh, okay. Product of their environment, type thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. His dad is like a big supporter of like George Bush. Yeah. Romney. Yeah. But like, um, I kind of forgot what. Oh yeah. So he he always like texts me like. Anytime anything about North Korea is mentioned. Yeah. And, like, all of my friends are like, oh, did you hear about that North Korea thing? Like, oh, well, goodbye, Dylan. He's about to get bombed. Right. Rest in peace. <laughs> like, like, you guys are blowing everything out of proportion. Like, yeah. Literally nobody here talks about anything. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's on the news constantly. Right. Like, even here, you know, North Korea's on the news all the time. Donald Trump's on the news. Right. All the time. Even if I don't know what they're saying, I yeah. know what they're saying. Yeah, of course. And so it's like... It's annoying. It's annoying. They tune it out because they know most of it is propaganda. It's bullshit, yeah. Which I really like. I mean, it's a very educated public. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They know when they're being lied to. It's the same thing, like when when Trump was talking about like North Korea. Like uh, as soon as he started, he won the election. Like shortly afterwards, Mm -hmm. and my friends and family were hitting me up, like, "Hey, what are you gonna do? Like this, this, and that." I was like, "Hey, man, listen. When Koreans start freaking out." That's when I'll start freaking yeah, out. <laughs> but as yeah. far as I'm aware, I hit the streets. Everybody's normal. Everybody's drunk yeah. and drinking <laughs> and just chilling having and a having time. a good time. So since nobody's freaking out, I'm just chilling, you know, yeah. pure and simple. So, yeah, man, I, I we have a lot to do with terms of media. And I think it's good because uh, more independent media is becoming common now. 
uh, commonplace. But the problem is like being able to support media, like independent media. That's very difficult. So, and, and you know, newspapers with technology have been dying. I mean, everything's tr- generally going more digital, which can be a positive thing, but it can also be negative, you know, and how are they getting money? And then, you know, journalists, especially now, you know, and journalists have been, perse- you know, persecuted before, but a little bit more now, um, unfortunately. So that can be, can be a dangerous it's job a to get into. So, in the US. And, and, and here's the thing. It's actually more so in other countries. You know, for sure, you know, but the U.S. is now becoming a little bit more common, too. More so, like, manipulated and stuff, but I mean... Oh, yeah. like, the media controversy is, like, crazy right now, and I mean, my solution to it is I just don't listen to a lot of U.S.-based sources. Yeah. I read The Economist, BBC... Dude, Economist is great. Yeah. That's the main source of my news, because, you know, you know, for certain events in their countries, they may be biased, but for things in the U.S. and in the world, they're, they're generally pretty unbiased. Yeah. The Economist, especially, is very, very good. Yeah. To read um, very detailed analysis. Right. They're very kind of like unbiased. I agree. The Economist is great. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I read a lot too. I don't remember everything, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> but I do read a lot. Um, yeah. If, if there's anything you should actually like, I mean, because The Economist, you have to have a subscription. To yeah. Read their online articles. Yeah. But it's definitely worth it. If yeah. You read any of, like, they give you a few for free. I know they that do, much. Like, yeah. Per week. Yeah, well, you just use different IP addresses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but some. That was a lot of my phones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I totally agree. And um, damn, what was I about to say? Um, yeah. So definitely, people should read more for sure. And um, getting non-biased. Um, I mean, most people will say everybody's biased to an extent, Everybody you know. But there are people who are who try their best not to be right. biased, you know. And there, there are people that have like really like no vested interest in things. Right. So they're not really biased in certain certain areas, right? Um, so you know, like the Economist really doesn't have a vested interest in the U.S. that much. Yeah. So they're not going to be biased on a lot of things. Yeah. Al Jazeera is kind of the same thing. Um, you know, they they're actually part of this whole like debacle. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't want to talk too much about politics. Right. No, it's okay. I mean, I love politics. <clears throat> it's just you know so heated. I hate it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because that's what my degree's in. Right. The uh, the problem in Kuwait. Right, you're you're gone. You know you fund the terrorists, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And so like, this whole thing is like Al Jazeera is from Kuwait, right? And so like they're very independent. Even they've been trying to cover all these things independently. And right. I don't know if you know about like how that whole thing got started, but like basically what happened is, you know, there's like seven countries involved. It's like Russia, the U.S., and a bunch of Middle Eastern companies or countries, including Saudi Arabia. Right. Um, saw this these reports coming out that showed like these numbers about how much Kuwait had funded terrorism in the Middle East. Right. And you know everyone was like, oh, we're cutting off all ties to Kuwait. Kuwait's funding terrorism. You know, even though the main funder of terrorism in the Middle East is Saudi Arabia. Right. You know, no big surprise. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, there's that, and then also we also forget about the United States too. Right. Yeah, the United States is also, very, very you know, cool. we like to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, because, okay, well, right, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, a lot of that information is public now, people would just read, right. you know, yeah, the the Mujahideen, you know, people just right. go look up the Mujahideen and the CIA, and you will find everything, or the fact that you know, George Bush and the Bush family 
Right. Also. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh, there's there's plenty of bullshit, and I, and I know people are probably thinking like, oh, the Mujahideen, you know, like oh they were fighting against the communists and this this and that. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's true, but you also have to understand that the Mujahideen you know, turned into something else and was using a lot of the money and everything they learned and so on and so forth, you know, and, and we wanted to have them commit quote unquote terrorist activities against certain people, you know? So, you know, we're, we're just as guilty as anybody else for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'd see, I told you, I told you, right. It's, it's like, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Nah, it's okay, dude. Yeah. You'll be fine. But anyway, back back to the the Kuwait thing. Yeah. This this it was these reports coming out. Yeah. Of you know this funding terrorism, and they like cut off all these ties, and then a couple of days later, somebody went and analyzed all the data, and they realized that this report that came out right was like, I don't know bull- if you could guess, but Russian fake news. Uh, of course, there you and, go. <laughs> oh, big surprise! Big surprise! Like, yeah. Everything's fake news by Russia now. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's you know people need to be more cognizant of like um, uh, media, yeah. for sure. And I also think that people have a problem where they read opinion articles and they think that it's yeah, represents the actual. Yeah, exactly. And that's a problem. If it's an opinion article, it's an opinion article. Right. Opinion article, also known as editorials, mm-hmm. depending on how they label it. Um, that's, a good, that's a smart way. To yeah, and those are two different things, you know. So, and um, and a lot of people also just had like, especially for Al Jazeera specifically, and I know they're having their things with uh, Qatar too, um, Qatar um, for most people. I think that, it's, that was the country. I, I think Kuwait. Yeah, Ka- yeah, Qatar, right? Yeah, I don't know that whole debacle to be honest with you, but I know that they've been dealing with you know some bullshit. Um, and a lot of people just you know are afraid of Al Jazeera because it is a. <laughs> quote unquote it's a middle eastern you know media outlet and they're like what is you know al jazeera doesn't that just like sound dangerous like no bitch it literally means yeah. the island like that's right. what it means like people, <laughs> they freak out because they get sometimes uh, in their stories they give the terrorist right or quote unquote terrorist side of the story when a lot of times it's just these militant groups throughout the middle east which are right. very prevalent but like, what's wrong with giving another side of the story? Right. Yeah, of That's course. That's what good journalism is. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. He's giving both sides of the story. Dude, I totally agree with you. Um, and again, like, this is something that like I wish I could just sit here and let's talk about and really like uh, delineate on all my thoughts on this yeah. because it would take we would be here for hours, man. Yeah. But like, you know, case in point, um, uh, that was a weird sound. <laughs> Case in point, uh, you know, people should read more. They should become more knowledgeable. They should, you know, know the difference between what, you know, the newspapers are producing and editorials and understand that newspapers and media are going to mess up sometimes. And that's okay as long as they claim it right and they fix it, which it happens. You know, it could be something as like a grammatical problem or a statistical issue or, you know, maybe it's something major. Like a lot of them will, you know, will own up to it and they'll fix it. Um, you know, and, and understand that doing media and reporting and journalism is very difficult. It's very hard, you know, and we're only human, so we're going to fuck up. But, you know, we need to be better. We need to be better, and we need to be better as readers and be well and be more well-informed. And another good thing is, um, or another good thing to do is uh, something that a lot of uh, my teachers in college have taught me is that you can you can tell what is biased. I mean, everything is biased. For right. Sure. But you can tell how it is biased, why it is biased, and a lot of the times you can tune out that bias. Right. So if you're reading news... Figure out who owns the news source, the newspaper, right. whatever. Figure out who the author is, yep. and what political party they're part of, who their friends are, who their donors are. Right. And figure out the situation yeah. and how it could be biased. 
guys. Right, it's true. After knowing all those things, <clears throat> you'll have a lot more information about the story. Yeah. And you'll be able to figure out just exactly what about it is biased and what you can tune out and what is right. not biased info. Yeah. And yeah, and I agree. And I and I totally um love to read I don't know everybody, but I know that there are a lot of authors and journalists who like to put the opposite side. Right. They like say, hey, look, I'm definitely more liberal on this topic, for example. But here's the more conservative or the more Republican side. And exactly. And they're like, oh, this is a good idea. Or here's why it won't work in theory. But here's why, you know, it's here or here's why it works in theory, but why it won't work in practice. You know what I'm saying? So it's very interesting to see how, you know, how some um, journalists do that and others don't. They're just like, no, I'm going to take this side and I'm going to stick with it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there should be a a difference. You know, I think I think. Even with essays and even with journalism, your argument is stronger when you're able to put as many sides in as possible and prove why your side is the best. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Or at least or at least attempt it, you know? And I'm sure that's like, you know, if you've ever been to like high school in America or I mean, I hope they teach this in high school still. Right. But if you go to a good high school or, or like a create or not really a critical writing class in college, you know, they very hammer it into you that you need to write both sides of the argument. Yeah, of course. In order to present all the evidence and then make your conclusion on both sides. Right. So. I hope so. I, I don't know. I, I mean. I really hope that's still taught. Right. It's, it's like everything is polarized nowadays and nobody cares about that. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Not that, you know, same thing doesn't happen to me. Right. No, it happens. Yeah. I mean. We're... Just, you got to be careful when you're dealing with a lot of these things that are very two-sided or three-sided or four-sided right and you have to know yeah no i totally agree man totally agree with you so and you know we got off topic again which is okay but we were talking about ai and don't worry i'm keeping track (laughs) we're talking about ai and then we talked about the the japanese uh company and the u.s company building two robots that are gonna fight each other to the death robots by the way not people um and then Fight. Yeah, I think there's another fight between either Japan and Korea or the U.S. and Korea. I don't yeah, know, maybe you might know more about that. Yeah, that that'll be pretty cool. But the second thing we didn't talk about, God damn it, every time. Um, the second thing we didn't talk about was uh robotics when it comes to sex, uh, sex robots, oh. because that is a completely <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, could we let's talk about it because I'm right, curious. It's kind of subjective. Yeah, I don't want to judge anyone. Yeah, and I know this is a very big thing in Japan, right? Specifically. But also here in Korea where, I mean, honestly, and this is both a um, symptom and a cause of the current problems they have in Japan. Okay. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are turning towards, like, the virtual world, and males specifically. Right. Because there's just less options out there. Everybody's working. They don't have time <clears throat> to find a mate. Or right. Less, or they want to deal with, they don't want to deal with the I bullshit. I mate, a partner. <laughs> um, I mean, mate works too. Right, dude. mate works yeah. too, but it's, it's okay. a little weird. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there's not enough time where they you know they just aren't in into it so they right. want these kind of virtual partners that satisfy their needs right and i saw i think there was this new uh guy in japan who's designing this like fully actuated fully you know kind of i wouldn't say like human-like but it had some emotion processing type stuff right in it that would allow it to be human-like AI. That's interesting. And um, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of scary. If anyone knows what the Uncanny Valley is, I think a lot of people know what this is by this point. You know what it is? Yeah. So, like, it's it's too it's too deep in that valley for me. Yeah. For now. 
I mean, you you need to get to like Westworld levels of accuracy yeah. in order to actually. Have yeah, don't spoil Westworld for me. I'm I haven't gonna, seen it yet, but I hear it's amazing. But I, I'm sure you know the main premise. Yes. Like yeah. Robots that are very human-like. Yes. And have you seen Have you seen the movie Her? I haven't seen it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Johansson and she's the voice. She's the Scarlett Johansson's the voice. Yeah. So, but anyways, that would be a very interesting movie for people to watch about yeah. what AI uh, it kind of helps could you get. Understand how it could be. Too. Yes. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say empathize. Yeah. Because a lot of people probably won't empathize. Right. But uh, you can kind of get an idea of what these kind of kind of relationships are like and why they form. Right. Things that are inanimate and not alive. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are just kind of lonely. Yeah. Know? They don't have a lot of good luck with humans, and they just don't want to be with humans because I'm gonna say humans are terrible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But also, people are amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, forming a relationship with something that is only good to you can be better for you. It can be, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and with robotics specifically, you know, we're, we're creating these robots, these machines who could um, please us sexually. Um, and sometimes for some people better than humans, I think it's very interesting, you know, and and I don't, and I think that can be one, that can be one of many things. One of the things is maybe we needed to be better. (laughs) Humans need to be, do better at sex, you know, which is one thing. The second thing is though, is like the amount of sex, for example. And I know that it is commonly said that men generally want sex more than women. And right. Which isn't necessarily true, but I know that. Statistically speaking, more men go for robotics, uh, robotic sex toys, um, and what's go for sex toys and go for like robotic sex toys and sex dolls, for example, uh, more than women. Statistically speaking, here, right? So, and I don't remember the name of the article for that one, but that it does exist. Thank you, sir. You're amazing. Oh, you gonna take a piss? All right, we can pause it, man. Oh, really? We can, oh, make you. Do you want to come in? Go ahead. You can come and talk real quick. He's been so quiet. He's just like, nah, he fuck that. Sh- it's okay. Quiet. Yeah. No. Well, it's because he doesn't know me. That's why. Yeah. That's yeah. It's okay. All right. Go ahead, man. I'll pause it. Well, okay. Yeah, there we go. Now we're back. All right. We're back. Yeah. So anyways, what I was saying before was, statistically speaking, males buy more sex dolls and sex robots, you know, for ones that exist, you know, um, which would correlate, in my opinion, with like wanting more sex. Right. right. So it kind of like. And it has changed the, um, and of course, this is my opinion, um, but it makes sense in, in logically. So, and it, it kind of like changes how relationships are going to be, right? Yeah. Um, because it's going to change up the sex sex dynamic in relationships, you know, for sure. And if, if a guy is like, hey, like, I want to have sex, and the girl's like, I don't, he's going to be like, cool, I'm, I'm going to go to the, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go to the basement, right? And, oh, yeah, Rick and Morty, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doll. yeah, I remember that. That shit was weird. Oh, that was so weird, dude. Yeah, that was so awkward. Yeah, but anyways, it was it was funny too, um, in a weird way. So, anyways, I just think that like that's that's gonna change up like the way how relationships are. You know, if people are in relationships, but people who are not in relationships, you know, who just have like a sex doll, for example, that is, you know, essentially meeting all their sexual needs, and they feel as if they don't really need a partner. Then they're just gonna stick with that, you know, and they that's going to decrease the reproduction rates 
and and you know in in countries all over the world if that becomes more you know more commonplace so yeah i mean i think it's very interesting and for you to be in robotics you know who's essentially working on lots of many things but people who are working with robotics to make this more real and make this more efficient and make like a blowjob feel like a real blowjob yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. In society that could change us for the worse, but I think probably for the better. Right. It's like a next step. We need to get pop. Next step of evolution is getting past that point where our only way to, you know, socialize or connect with the opposite sex or our main way right. is, is through sexual intercourse. I think yeah. maybe it'll evolve to be more intimate. I hope so. I mean, sex has changed, like, significantly. I'm not sure Right. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, well, first of all, sex toys have been around forever. Um, we think we, we feel like it's a, like it's a new phenomenon and it's really not. It's been around forever, like, you know, historically speaking. Um, and the way sex has changed as well has also become uh, has also changed, you know, significantly over time as well. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, and the sex robots and the sex dolls are not only for men, obviously. I'm just saying statistically, you know, more men buy them. But, you know, sex robots robots generally, you know, exist for women, too. Yeah. I know the ones that um they, like, women can connect, like, different uh, penises to right. the to the fucking machine. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but I haven't seen every show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the episode where Mac makes the ass pounder 4,000. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like a dildo bike. Yeah. But he's like. You know, he's passing it off. He's like, no, it, like, punches you in the ass. It makes you go uh, harder. <laughs> like, oh, we knew you were gay. Yeah. Eventually, it comes out in that show, which I think is pretty funny. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Show he's gay. Oh, I, I didn't know that because I never watched a show like that. Wow, so, so that's interesting. Ass Pounder 4000. Ass Pounder 4000. But that's pretty much what it is. I mean, like, right. you know, you know, they, they can switch the, they can turn with the way they can change the speeds and they can change like whatever dildo they want at the end. So like it obviously exists for women too. And you know, and that, and the same thing goes for them. Maybe they're just like, I already got, I got this machine. I don't need a man. Right. You know, I don't or need a man to do this or to do that. And the machine never comes like, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he like, never gets you know, tired. I think it takes a lot more to pleasure women. So yeah. Yeah, women. Yeah, well, I think in a, yeah, women have it bad, and they also have it good. I think I think it's interesting because women can have multiple orgasms. Right. Um, I mean, back to so well, so can men, but I'm talking about like back to back, like, like back within back. yeah. And they and they can also have different types of orgasms too, right? right? You have like the clitoral uh, orgasms yeah. and like the vaginal ones, and they can have other orgasms apparently. Um, I'm not I'm not an expert either, but. <laughs> But for men, we don't really have that. We just have like one right. type, <laughs> and then the after like the yeah, it can be really long. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's all it's interesting because I think that they can feel pleasure in different ways that men can't. But also it's bad because a lot of them, from what I've read and heard, aren't really getting pleased to the point that they are satisfied. Right. Um. So and I think that's a cue for men to step our shit up. <laughs> you know, we need to step it up. <laughs> and that goes with communication, you know. Just oh, yeah. just talk to her, be like, yo, what's what what, what you like? Yeah. Damn right. So anyways, <laughs> dude, I have the same problem. Here's the thing. I like these pop filters, but I need to get ones that are more what's the best way to say it? Yo, okay, so here's the thing. I usually was looking for those, but I don't know the exact ones to put on top of the mic. 
that's a problem. And then um yeah, I think it's the model. So I think if I ever upgrade mics, that's the ones I'm gonna look for. So I, I can avoid this. Yeah. Doesn't it though? It's amazing. <laughs> DJ, what DJ? Yeah, Wazel. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Check it out. That was a fun topic. We talked about a lot. Yeah, we did. We talked for a solid, uh, almost an hour. Yeah, almost an hour on that. Yeah. So let's jump to your bucket list, man. Let's jump to the bucket list, actually. And of course, this is your. This you can go ahead whenever you're ready. Right, bucket list. Okay, I'm trying to think of the first thing. I don't want to start out with the biggest one. I have that one in mind, but let's see. Like a main one, I think everyone's got this one on. Well, thrill seekers probably have this one. It's a skydiving. Yeah, do it. Gotta skydive. Yeah. I'm I'm still hesitant about it now, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. I've done it. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm ready. Yeah, and make sure when you do it, you like you get the package where like they take pictures and the video, oh, yeah. and, they, and they put it on the flash drive. Yeah, do that shit. So cool. It is scary as shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, it is. I hear it's scary until you jump. What, no. Jump? Well, okay. So, for me, the scariest moments yeah, was... So your parachute comes out? No. was when... The... When I was standing at the edge of the airplane. Right, right. Yeah. So, for me... Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like heights. Okay. Right. I generally don't like heights at all. So, okay. So, then you'll probably have the same experiences. Like the, the whole time going up in the airplane was scary as fuck. And then standing on the edge, you're just like literally standing there and like the guy who you're attached to, like, you know, taps you on the shoulder. Are you ready? Like, no, bitch, I'm not ready. Why are you asking me stupid ass questions, you fucking asshole? So like the idea of like somebody else forcing you to jump. Yeah, exactly. That's what I literally. That's what I. Exactly. That's what I wanted him to do. But he didn't. He asked. Well, he was very polite. I appreciate that. He was cool. But I, I, I just wanted him to jump. So that was the scariest moment. Me jumping was also initially scary for like five seconds. After that, right, like I just started enjoying every second of it. Great. And then and I think that's kind of like even if like you were gonna die, yeah, it's still amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're just flying through the air, free fall. Right. I bet it's awesome. It I is so awesome. I would do it again. Yeah, I would do it again for sure. And I actually did it when I was in Jordan, which was interesting. Oh, I think I think you talked about that. On yeah. The yeah. 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 Yeah, so we won't talk about it again. But yeah, the, the scariest moment for me far, by far was standing at the edge right. and like just looking. And when you're looking down, like all you see is just like clouds and oh. sky. Like that's it. That's, so that's all you see, you know? So it's like very, what's the best word? Like maybe invigorating, maybe? Yeah. You know? I think that might be. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. But anyways, yeah, do that. Sorry, man. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a big part of like a lot of items on my bucket list are just like specific places I want to travel to. Okay. Tell like, me. I, like I... Strive to travel to like a new country every year. Okay, at least that's tight. Um, I technically have been to Korea before. But yeah, like, this counts as my country for the year. Right. I'm probably going to Japan in like two weeks, so that'll be my country. For the year. Hey, me too. Where are you going? Uh, Tokyo. No oh, shit. Osaka and Kyoto. Like in a couple weeks. You literally in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have friends there. In Tokyo or Osaka, hey, Osaka and Kyoto. That's where I'm going to be at the moment. Nice. But we can talk about it after the show. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would totally like to travel more but the train rides are so expensive yeah that's why i'm not going to tokyo you could buy a you can buy a pass and it's like cheaper than one ticket yeah yeah it's still like 260 bucks for the pass yeah it's crazy yeah that's that's why i'm not going to tokyo i'm, I'm sticking in osaka i'm sticking to kyoto they're right oh, next to each other easy it was like 180 bucks oh, so cheap. yeah round trip so it's like 90 dollars there 90 dollars back you got to go to Tokyo. exactly but at the for me no, I've never been to Tokyo. Yeah, so it's going to be weird going to Japan, but not going to Tokyo. 
Yeah, like, and I'm actually about to renew my contract, so probably next week. So you know, I'll be here for another year at least. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, specific so I, countries. Yeah. It's such an amazing country. It um, is. Japan. Uh, I need to go to China soon. Yeah. Um, they like up the visa price for Americans. Really? I think it's like 125 bucks. Damn. Just for a day, if you want, like. Really? I mean, I think it's you know it's a range, obviously, but even if you just go for a day, it's still that 125. Fuck that. Here's the thing. I I can't go to China for like a week. I need to be in China for at least a couple months. Right. Yeah. China's too damn big. I would love like. To <laughs> that would be so cool. Like you sh- you could you totally could, yeah. dude. Especially in Shenzhen. Yeah, Shenzhen's here or, yeah. or Shanghai. Shanghai's really. Big. Oh yeah, Shanghai too. We, yeah. Like we actually know a guy in our lab who went to a really big university in Shanghai, like a second best in China, like one of the best ones in the world. That's tight. And so maybe. Yeah, that would be cool, man. Do it. Yeah. Sorry, can you can you uh, China, you know, and like you know, I've been been to Europe, but there's a lot of places in Europe. But those are like the basic places. One place I would really love to travel that's on Earth. Would be uh, Antarctica. That's like Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica. Nice. Because you know, not a lot of people get to go there, and it's also like it's really beautiful. You go and look at the photos. Yeah. The northern parts are like very lush, a lot of greenery. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of snow too, but it's like really, really beautiful. So that's definitely somewhere I'd like to travel. Sounds good to me. See what I can do. You can do it. You got to go to Latin America yeah. first, though. I think. Latin that's yeah, Nick. You, you remember? Yeah, Argentina, yeah. That's when I didn't know that until I had Nick on the show and he told me. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cruise ship. Yeah. And of course stopping in Argentina would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'll go on like a scientific expedition. Yeah. Like robots in Antarctica. Yeah. You can make your own show, man. YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think the the big thing on my bucket list is uh I wanna go to space, definitely. I wanna be Damn. in space, whether it's just like flying around the moon like Elon Musk is doing with some guy right now. Even just like low Earth orbit, like the ISS, right, um, would be just that would be pretty cool. Life changing experience. Yeah, I think like that would change anybody's life. You, yeah, I mean, like I can't even describe it, and I haven't even done it before. Yeah, that I would really want to do it. That would be so cool, man. And did you I Did you hear? Okay, I go really ahead. hope sometime in my life it becomes affordable. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that would be interesting. Well, actually, I was gonna say like I, I remember reading an article a while ago talking about like this space colony program and yeah, like how. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe it is Mars one, but like the first like hundred eighty thousand people who applied to go live in this you know colony slash not for Mars it was like in like actually in like a space a spaceship ship like a space yeah um if I can find the article I'll send it to you but it's very interesting right. of course it's already full but like right. you know you have to essentially when you applied you have to say like hey this is my background like here's why I will be beneficial to you know this space program slash ship that i'll be living in you know once i leave earth for example yeah but that would have been right up your alley um soon and when i say soon of course that's relative i don't know man i i don't i don't remember i don't remember it's weird how i remember like all the like very basic details about articles but not all the extreme details i'm sorry about that i I will find it i will find the article and i'll send it to you yeah i know that one yeah, uh, this one's different though. A lot of people don't know about Mars One because it's a complete scam. Right. Oh. Because they charged people to apply. Oh. So that they could gain funds for the project. Right. 
um, and a lot of famous people fly and stuff like that, and they are like completely like underprepared. Their timeline is like shorter than SpaceX's. Really? To get to Mars. And How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> understaffed. They don't have the experts. Right. And they're literally just scanning people out of this world. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty sad story because it's something I'd love to see. Yeah. I think NASA just announced too that they just don't have the budget to get to Mars. Yeah. Right now. They yeah. Need more money. Yeah. Which is why I, re- I really like the idea of private companies, you know, kind of stepping it up because we all know with our current administration, you know, as much as Trump likes to say. He loves NASA and wants to get to Mars. He really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All he cares about <clears throat> is making himself look better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, which is sad because I think a lot of our I think a lot of our money should be allocated um, better, of course, as Americans. Parents, yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Americans out there that think NASA is a complete waste. Yeah, it's interesting. But there's a, a lot of studies out there that show like NASA is actually one of the most beneficial agencies to yeah. put money into. Yeah. Because you get like five dollars out of NASA for right because of the amount of stuff they produce yeah i was gonna say like i remember reading articles a long time ago talking about like here's why nasa is important because here's like the everyday things that you have that nasa produced yeah 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 Yeah, like a lot of shit so many things that nasa's made yeah so many discoveries yeah and and i think i mean i don't know everybody's reasons for that but i know some people would just believe that like hey we have enough shit on our earth that we need to worry about instead of worrying about space. And I understand that, that perspective, but at the same time, like, you know, you can, but also NASA like is a really big study of like for a lot of those people are like, Oh, climate change is really big issue. Right. And I I agree. Climate change is really big, but NASA is one of the biggest, or at least was before Trump completely, you know, stripped their budget. Right. One of the biggest researchers of climate. Yeah. America. Right. And so, like, you know, they're not just about getting to space. They're the National Aeronautics and Space Agency. And aeronautics isn't just space. It's right. the atmosphere. Anything right. Anything that flies in the atmosphere. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. And, and again, that goes back to, like, allocation of funds. And, you know, actually, I'm running, I want to write an article about this, and eventually I will, um, talking about how I believe the people should be able to choose where their funds go to, right? We pay tax money, right? And therefore, you know, we should be able to choose where our money is going to. And I think it would have to start off small scale, right? It would have to start off from city governments, for example, uh, state, state, um, by like a state by state basis. And of course what you would have, so this is generally how it would work. And now I'll summarize this pretty quickly. You have a state budget, right? You have about all the money that you get from taxes, right? And then you automatically have certain amount of money that is allocated towards certain things, right? Education, for example, environment, health, if, you know, and um, things of that nature would automatically receive a certain percentage, okay? So let's say 80% of your funding is gone now, okay? That's okay. Not a big problem. Now you have 20% left. Now what you could do with that 20%, you could have a survey, or you can poll people, um, or you can have another vote where people can vote where they want their money to go to, right? And you would have essentially like a list. Yeah, like a ranking list where you might have like 10 to 15 things. And one thing might be NASA. Another thing might be like build more roads. Another thing might be, you know, whatever, build more parks or, you know, drill more wells or focus on solar energy, for example. You would have a list of different things and people can vote for where they want their money to go. And I think that it would work. Um on uh, the local governments first um, and state governments first. And then, you know, on a federal level, maybe not, but maybe we could build to that one day. So extremely hard, especially for a population of 300 and what, 60 million people. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
not perfect. Right. But, you know, it's the there. Works. Yeah, yeah. For now, and it could be better. It could be better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I actually want to. I'm gonna write something about that eventually. Um, I'd really like to, and I think it could work. And I think if we start implementing it, you know, at least on a local basis, like like a maybe a um, county government level. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and you know, like you said, um, you know, NASA I think does need to be funded more, and we need I mean, to. During the height of the space race, they were funded pretty heavily. Now Dude, I know. It was crazy. It's insane. And you and the funny thing is too is that there actually is a lot of private companies that work for NASA as well. Right. Yeah, I have a friend who works for one. So you know, I know how it is. But um, yeah. Okay, sorry, man. We got off track. But yeah, what else is on your bucket list? You're visiting certain countries. Yeah, Antarctica is one of them. Yeah. Space is such that's such a cool bucket list item, dude. That would be amazing. I would love to be the president, like actually, like get to have a conversation with the president. Yeah. Not Trump. Not that guy. Maybe even just a past president. Right. Right. Which which presidents? Which presidents would you choose? I already know who I would um, choose. If they were alive, or like they're just not. Alive. No, any of them. Any all th- any any of them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but Abraham Lincoln is just like one of my favorite presidents. Yeah. He's such a smart, very you know informed man. Yeah. Very logical and very caring about his people. He actually wanted to make the world better. George Washington, kind of the same way. Yeah. He's on my list. I mean, Jefferson's on right. my list. Um, FDR. I, I, yeah. I think, um, Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy's got to be on there. Yeah. Obama. Yeah. Taft. Obama. Taft would be interesting. I think Obama's a really, really good person to have a conversation with. Hell yeah. Because he lived such an interesting presidency. Yeah. He made a lot of big decisions and made a lot of big changes, but he had so much craft for a lot of it. That's what I would love to ask questions about. It's yeah. Like, how do you deal with it? Yeah. A lot of people that aren't presidents that I'd love to talk to. No, hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of historical figures out there. Yeah. Like who? Like if you could... Uh... <sighs> Let's see. Who's the biggest historical figure I could think of that I would like to talk to? There's a ton, dude. I know, there's so many. Yeah. I, it would be interesting to talk to um, Chinggis Khan. Yeah. And then also... um, What's his I name? Mean, S- I mean, who if he would be like a good person to talk to? Like, yeah. But just like under normal, right, you know, yeah, terms, like, you know. You know we're homies, we're yeah, we're just drinking and chilling. Yeah. Um, the who's the, the richest guy ever? King. Oh, I don't know. But he was like literally the richest person to ever live. Like, I don't know. The Rockefellers or anything like that. I don't know. He's in Africa. I don't remember his name. Oh, he's uh. Masa. Yeah, uh, Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa. Yeah, Mansa yeah. Musa. There you go. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> just gonna... crazy. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? He's just like, nah, what's man. What's it like to like be that rich? Yeah. In countries that small. Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. There's so many interesting people, man. You know, so many interesting people. Yeah, I think like you know, history's so weird and so all over the place. But a lot of like the World War One stories are really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Just see what it's like to be in there without having to deal with all that crap. Going yeah. On. 
you know, and there's also um I forgot her name. But there's a woman who I would love to interview. Like historical figure, I would just love to talk to her. What was her name? Damn. She was like um my my friend Ben mentioned her. He was here last week. Um and I guess when she was one of the early emperors of China or some and I forgot her name. I wrote it down. Um I need to google it. I need to look it up. But she sounds like that would be like that would be like a totally cool right. conversation. Um and then there was a big emperor in Japan too that was female. And he lived for like like ninety years. Oh really? That's She's tight. One of, like, monarchs ever. Right. Yeah. And how it would be cool to like uh Leonardo, um oh, Da Vinci. Da Vinci would be awesome. Da Vinci and Michelangelo would be I mean like a lot of the greats, you know, in the Renaissance era would be yeah. cool. Um the Medicis. Ooh, the the men and the women in the Medici family yeah. would be amazing. Um and not just the Medicis, but also the oh, what was their names? I don't remember, like the rivals of the Medici's. Oh. Um, I don't remember them. Patsy's, Patsy. I think it was Patsy. I think it was the Patsy's, like the rivals. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be cool to interview them. You know, some of the Patsy's, and that'd be interesting. Uh, I might be wrong about that. Machiavelli. <laughs> Machiavelli, yeah, Niccolo Machiavelli. Really in the middle of all that too. Yeah, he was. Yeah. A lot of people think, you know, like maybe he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He would be an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, Nicole, Niccolo Machiavelli. Yeah. One of the best books ever. Yeah, The Prince, yeah. man. The Prince. Everybody should pick that up and read it. It would be interesting. Yeah, it's and it's a, a very short, short book. It's yes. a short book. And it has a lot. You know, even if you're like, oh, I don't need to learn how to rule a you know, dictatorship or something like that. It's yeah. not what the book is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, kind of. It kind of but is. <laughs> but it is but it's much more than that. It has a lot of allegories and metaphors that can be used for a lot of stuff. Like yeah, I totally agree. So, and is there anybody else that you would like to talk to historically or <sighs> otherwise? Not off the top of my mind. Maybe like uh, Gandhi or Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela. Somebody who's yeah. doing like a civil rights movement. Dude, Mandela would be just cool. to see the struggles they went through and like what their philosophy was behind it. Right. Because I'm sure, you know, they were fighting for their people. But, you know, to do what they did, there's got to be something bigger than Oh, yeah. There's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of personal revelation they had that made them realize they were going to be the person to fix this problem right which is just amazing i i love the idea that like these singular people in history can make so much change right which is something you know that's something i aspire to be that's something that gives me meaning in life is just like being able to change the world even if it's just a little it's enough right (laughs) yeah man i no, i agree with you i totally agree with you so okay what else is on your bucket list man and it doesn't it doesn't have to be an extensive list. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean I had I had a guest here, David, who was just like, I'm kinda of living my bucket list, so I really don't have one. You know? Right, yeah. I yeah, which is fine. Every moment, like it could be my last. Yeah, that's fine. Not necessarily in a morbid way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. Fuck like, everybody. Yeah. Live life to the fullest. Always be happy. Yeah. Even if life is really bringing me down, just always be happy. Yeah. And the, I mean, as far as like bucket list goes i think like that's the main things that are on my bucket list you know traveling as much as i can visiting space and maybe i would love to meet some cool people today i mean too like elon musk i'd love to talk to elon musk dude he would be amazing Huge idol of mine. yeah um bill gates being big up there yeah 
actually one of my uh, colleagues. He's kind of like my boss, but also like a partner in the the startup I'm doing. Yeah, got to meet Steve Wozniak yesterday nice. at a conference in China. Oh, really? That's tight. Yeah, and he like had a conversation, got his email. I was like, oh, uh, so jealous. Funny. Yeah. Don't worry, you can still the email, man. Yeah. <laughs> get get a get a friend no, who's yeah yeah exactly. Know, you know you don't know who I am. And I you don't know who you are. <laughs> that would be interesting. That's cool, man. That's good, man. To me, that's good enough. You know, when when I ask people about their bucket list, it's really just a matter of like, okay, like what is it you really want to do? Yeah, what's your focus? you know? Yeah, you know. So I mean, maybe I should rephrase it, but I think I like I like bucket list because everybody has something interesting. Right, you know, everybody has like one thing. Yeah. Your yours is very unique because I mean everybody else is unique, but I've never heard anybody say I want to go to space. Yeah, that's cool that's as shit. Something I have to do. Yeah. yeah, dude, you can do it, man. You can do it. And if and if you and if nobody else will take you, you can make your own machine. Yeah, you can make your own robot. You can make your own like. I'm convinced that's what Elon Musk was like. He was like, I can't be an astronaut. Yeah. I'm just gonna get myself to space. Yeah. Although, you know, nowadays he's like, I won't be one of the first ones going to Mars because I have to continue SpaceX. But eventually I'll go to space. And yeah. Right. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> nah, he's good, man. He's like, how old is he? Oh, he's like 40s, Yeah. But that dude, he still looks young as hell, man. He keeps healthy. Yeah, do you, you see know? his wives or his girlfriend's yeah. wives? I don't, I, wives, I, Shit, I don't know. I don't know, man. He's dating um, Amber Heard right now. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Gosh, what is it? His first wife was like, I mean, you know, I'm not judging here, but she wasn't like extremely attractive. She was very, very pretty. Yeah. She was a journalist. She's actually written like an article about how much of an alpha male he is and yeah. like how workaholic he is. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's to be expected. Right. Um, but then he dated uh, Tallulah Riley, who was actually, I believe, in Westworld. Oh, I, I don't know. What character she played. I think it was a small part. I don't know who that is. Um, but she's very, very, very attractive. And now Amber Heard, who is also very Yeah, Amber Heard is pretty pretty. She's playing um, Hera, the uh, wife of Aquaman. Justice oh, cool! I'm so excited for that movie, man. Yes. <laughs> Aquaman's gonna be a good movie. I really hope they don't fuck up they, Justice they League. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, did you watch the Game of Thrones yesterday? Uh, no, oh, I'm Monday. <laughs> okay, okay. I won't say anything then. Yeah, but you know, it's good, man. It's it's really good, actually. So yeah, I, yeah. I need to catch up. But it's, like, it's just so monumental. I think I'm on like season four. Sorry. Jesus. Dude, you have a lot of catching up. What the fuck know, are you talking it's about? Like, it's such a monumental series. Like I started watching um, maybe a year ago, and then I like stopped for like six months. Okay. Started, so it's, like, it's just a lot to catch up on. There is, yeah. So I won't, I won't say anything, but I will tell you that uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I would no just, I'll leave it at that. Too. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I, because here's the thing: I hate, hate when people spoil shows oh, yeah, for me or movies. Yeah, I hate that shit. So I don't do it for other people. Yeah. But yeah. What do you think of Spider Man? Oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it on Sunday. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I liked it. I thought they did a good I job. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen it too. Okay. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Um. I like. I liked the cast and I liked the storyline. I think they should have. Um. In order to make it better, I think that they should have uh, drawn out the villain a little bit more. Uh. Well, Michael. Bad, Michael I Keaton's think, character. I, I th- think they made Vulture so badass in that movie. They did, but if you read the comics, like I mean, Vulture's like kind of cool, but he yeah. is not. Right. Like, they made him seem like he was, like, one of the coolest villains ever, but he may not be the most powerful, but he's, right. like, he was ruthless. Yeah. He was smart. Yeah. And, you know, he had, like, a good cause he was fighting for, his family. Yeah. He wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, psychotic, which I think is what a lot of villains... 
tend to have yeah like some mental problem yeah and it's kind of like distracting a lot of the time right i mean i'm sure that's like you know a lot of real villains would have some mental illness right but you know michael keaton as the vulture was just like fighting for his family and he was so methodical and the way when he fought spider-man i was like man yeah it was good. I mean, and I also kind of thought it was like ironic too because he played Birdman. Did you watch that movie? Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, he's like, he's played he's played like some very interesting characters. Well, he, he played Batman. Batman too a long time and, ago. Yeah, and, and some I saw like a picture, and it's like when uh, when you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh yeah, there you go. Mike, that's good. I like that. That would be a cool meme. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought, I thought he did a great job and I thought the cast was, was, was well done. And the, yeah. the story in general was good. Um, I just think that I wanted to see more of his philosophy as a villain. Um, and we got to see a glimpse of it, yeah. you know, especially towards the end, you know, when they, he was talking to him while he was getting his suit ready, yeah. you know, and well, I, and, and like, I just, I just wanted that to be like car, a, the car, scene the car scene was interesting too. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, I just wanted to see maybe a little bit more of it. Um, and for like a two and a half hour movie, I think they could have done it. it was a, yeah. No, no. Yeah, not at all. But yeah, like I, it was like it was, there was like you know the part where they were at the Washington Monument. I was right. Like, is this the end? Yeah. Because like it felt like it could have been the end. Yeah. And then it wasn't the end, and then there was like you know wow, there was a part in between there and like prom, I believe, or homecoming. Or yeah. Was there the homecoming? Yeah. Was there like a fight in between there? Maybe not. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it too much. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was. I think there was enough action. Yeah, for sure. I think there was enough action. And again, I think that there was like enough to keep. You know, even though it's a two and a half hour movie, I think it's enough to keep you like, okay, this is good. I like this. There are some moments where you're that are kind of dull, but overall, it was good. I mean, I don't expect any movie to be perfect, and this was nowhere near perfect, but it was damn good. You know, in yeah, my opinion, it was, really good. It it was good. Perfect, but I think it's probably one of the best Spider-Mans. I mean, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man was really good. Yeah. So, but I mean, this was a really good Spider-Man. Movie. Yeah, and I like him. I forgot his name, but I like Tom him as Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland. He's a good Spider-Man. I like him as Spider-Man. He's um, really young. Yeah. He's like twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's older than anything. Like, how does this guy manage to be so young? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. Like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like they weren't nearly that young. Yeah. Right, but they still managed to make it seem like they were high schoolers. Like Tom Holland, you're like, dang, this guy's really a, like sophomore in high school. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I actually didn't know he was gonna be that young, but um, yeah. But anyways, now I liked it. I thought it was good. You know, I thought it was good, and I'm excited to see the next ones. So, I mean, it's gonna be a while, but it'll be interesting. Well, well, we'll see him in Avengers, right? Infinity, yeah, Infinity, Infinity War. Before Spider-Man Two, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see it then. But, uh, yeah. I believe Spider-Man Two is the first movie of like the second. Okay. Marvel, which for some reason took like ridiculously long. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, they got big plans, dude. Marvel is gonna be making so much money. Marvel already made for the rest so of their life. Money. Disney, I should say, Disney is gonna make so Disney, much money. I don't know, like you know maybe like five or six years ago before they bought Marvel, which was probably like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Right? It was a while ago. Yeah. I think it was a dumb move. Marvel shouldn't sold. Marvel should not have sold because that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I guess that's subjective. 
Yeah, and of course, it's, of course, it's subjective, you know. But like, I personally, Marvel has enough content to keep this bitch running for. Money to these ridiculously yes. Expensive yes. Yes, I think yeah, absolutely yeah. They didn't sell for that much. It was like a couple billion. No, but they also didn't do so well in some of the movies, which can right. which can take a you know take a toll yeah, absolutely. Was, like, they did, like, Hulk and uh yeah. Which they did. Uh, didn't they make the majority of their money off Iron Man? Because that was before Disney Iron bought Man them, was right? Disney. Yeah. So. The only two. Well, and then they, you know, I think they they did make like licensing rights from like Fox. Yes, that's true too. Yeah. Which is a which is a whole different ball game, right, yeah. yeah. Um, I will tell you this much though. I think don't get me wrong. I think Disney was very smart in buying Marvel. And yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's a very smart move. And I they definitely have the budget to yeah. bam, to and bankroll any movie that they want. And and if they if it doesn't do well, it's not going to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. You know, and 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 like I said, I think it'll be very interesting, and I think that it was a very smart move. I just think that from a business perspective, and I don't know all the details, but I think that Marvel could have kept it going; it would have been fine. And it'll be interesting to see how DC competes. So, you know, we'll see. I love DC, and I've always been like a DC guy when I read the comics and everything. Yeah, I think DC is doing way better on like the TV front. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like their movies, I mean, they better do well with Justice League, or else they're gonna. Yeah, dude, if they don't do well with Justice League, they're fucked, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I mean, I love DC. I think the universe is really good. Wonder Woman was good. I thought Wonder Woman was great. Yeah, Wonder Woman was great. Yeah, I thought it was good. Really great. Um, uh, Oh, you know what? I haven't compared them. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, it's good. good. I don't know. I don't know. When I was watching Wonder Woman, I had a lot of moments where I was just like, yo, that was super badass. Yeah. Like, a lot of those moments you want to have when you're watching a superhero movie. Yeah, for sure. That makes me yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like Spider Man, like afterwards, he came out and you're like, I want to swing from that. Yeah. Like, this. Yeah. He did a lot of good acrobatics in that movie. He did, yeah. It was pretty cool. The choreography was pretty good. It was, I agree. Yeah. Dude, the ending of the movie was so funny. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> the after credits scene? No, not the after credits. That was funny too. It fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, you dick. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, the ending of the movie, like the actual movie, was funny. Yeah. I can't remember what the actual ending was. The actual ending was like when. DJ? No, no, no. That was good though. Is that the actual ending? No, the actual ending was when. Oh. Like he's in his room with his suit on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. They yeah, they, yeah. It was perfect. It was like a to me, it was like yeah. the perfect ending, and I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, nah, it's okay, cool, man. So that was that's the end of the bucket list, right? That's the end of the bucket list. Yeah, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. Dude, you could totally do that through bullet. So, yeah, I think so. Dude, that'd be amazing, man. It's hard work. It's hard work, but you could do it. <laughs> man, you'd be fine, man. If you really want to do that shit, you can make it happen. You know, you get enough. Su- you get enough support, and you get you know get enough yeah. people to well, work with. You know, money money is always the hard part. But, you know, my experience is, and I'm older than you, you know, like, not by much. Like, what, five years? How old are you? 21? Yeah. Yeah, so six years. Um, Don't let money hold you back, you know? Yeah, don't let money. I mean, obviously, you need money for certain things. But, like, you know, and, and you know, advice is subjective, and you can take it or leave it. But in my opinion, I think that don't, don't let money hold you back. 
just like go for it you know you might end up paying for it in the end but fuck it at least you said you did it at least at least you said you did it you tried it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah don't don't worry about it fuck it yeah, at least you did it yeah it's totally worth it yeah. it's totally worth it yeah yeah who cares yeah in the long run in, in the long run it's, it's gonna be it doesn't matter yeah yeah exactly you know and i don't i think it was zig ziglar who told who said this quote and i am probably gonna screw it up but essentially he said you know i'd rather live my life saying i'm glad i did rather than i wish i had right so i'm glad i did this instead of like oh i wish i would have done this you know and i try to live my life like that and i think you try to live your life like that too which is good yeah so yeah man do it man do it start that company you know make all your sex robots and uh <laughs> sell them we'll make see. make no, all so your probably money probably no sex robots in my uh visionary future but if i stumble across like a, a breakthrough maybe i'll have to start a company dude if you think about it that's where that's where the money's at that is probably that's so you can you can start off you can start off by doing that and just think about like all your interviews that you're gonna have in the future you know oh so how did you originally make your money well originally we started selling like these amazing sex robots to to a bunch of asian countries and now <laughs> yeah exactly that's the whole point man yeah yeah you're right his first company was Zip2, which was like like a really early Foursquare slash Google Maps. Oh, nice. He sold that off to start PayPal, and then he sold PayPal to start SpaceX. And yeah. Tesla that's so cool, man. It's so I think cool. he just bought back uh, X.com from PayPal. The fuck is that? Like, literally just X.com. None of the single letter, like, the dot coms yeah. actually have pages on them now. Huh. Except X.com is about to have something. That's cool. That's cool. He's gonna use it as a redirect to like the Tesla page because Model X. Ah, yeah. Well, well, the Teslas are gonna be interesting because they're gonna be much more affordable for the average consumer, and you're gonna see a lot more Teslas on the road for sure. And it'll be actually. And speaking of robotics, it'll be interesting to see how cars change too. Um, yeah. There's some water over here, bro. Yeah, like just right next to the fridge. Yeah. I know, man. Sorry, dude. We we owe this guy. We owe this guy. To be quiet, like he could totally speak up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. I don't even know you, but I can tell you're a good guy. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting because like you know, well, it'll be interesting to see how electric cars take. I mean, they've been increasingly becoming more popular in the United States specifically, and I think it'll be interesting because electric cars are not becoming more popular. But just wait until like fuel cell cars, for example, um, start becoming more more popular. Solar cars eventually. Right. Like right now, yeah. the hydrogen cars are really. Interesting. Oh, hydrogen! Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, like, just wait till Tesla like releases their up, like they're gonna add the like, Tesla Model S add-on pack, solar panel roof. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it's coming. Dude, it'll like, be amazing. Next five years, it'll be a thing. Dude, he's gonna make it happen. Elon Musk, that's, like, Thank you, sir. All he wants. Yeah. I bet he gets hard at night thinking about that. He probably does, man. <laughs> that's what he fucks Amber Heard too. <laughs> he thinks about that. He gets hard, and then he smashes yeah, he her. Does. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, whatever gets you off, I guess. I mean, to an extent. So, okay, cool. We'll move, we'll move on. So, we're going to move on to the to the unique stories that you've had while abroad. Right. We'll go from there. Yeah, I haven't had, like, too many, um, like, crazy, I wouldn't say, like, crazy stories, but, like, ridiculously unique or interesting. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, I've had a, a couple, like, semi-interesting ones. Okay, um, so yeah. So, one that I was thinking about came to mind first. 
was uh, I was in Spain. I lived in Spain for like six weeks. Nice. In the summer of 2015. And it's a great place if any of you haven't been there. So definitely go check it out. Um, especially during the summer. The weather is hot but quite enjoyable. Nice. And um, so I was just uh, at kind of like a cafe type thing that they have there. Um, where like a lot of people just sit out on the street and eat and drink. And we were watching uh, like a Real Madrid game. And I believe they were playing... Um, I don't really remember. They were playing another Spanish team. They were playing okay. La Liga, if anybody knows what that is. Like Barcelona? Uh, they were playing <clears throat> Barcelona, but they okay. were playing like a, another, like, I think it was Atletico Madrid. Okay. I think so. But, um, so like it's another team in the Spanish league, and uh, they won. And about that time, you know, we had been celebrating, and the bar owner like came out and sat with us, because it was like me, another American, and then our Spanish friend that I had been repping with. And, like, he was just, like, talking to us, and he just, like, immediately just was, like, in love with us. Not, like, in a weird way, but he was just, like, oh, you guys are so awesome, Americans. And he was, like, Ukrainian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. And, you know, I, I mean, I love Eastern European and Russian people. They, they just have such a big personality. Yeah. And so, like, he was really, really nice, and he was, like, all right, I'm going to buy you all this bottle of vodka. Nice. Like, you know, I'm not going to, like, buy it, but, like, this is my spe- special personal stash. Right. It's almost like sherry. Right. He yeah. pulls it out. It's, like, this Ukrainian vodka. And I don't know if you've ever had, like, weird flavored vodkas. Like, these are really popular in Ukraine. It's, like, honey pepper. Huh. Um, Never had it. Right. So, like, at first I was like, that sounds disgusting. Yeah. I had some of it. It's actually really good, but I could never drink it again after how much we drank. Because this was like a liter bottle. Oh, damn. A gigantic bottle. Yeah. And it was just, uh, me and my other American friend drinking. And then this Russian or Ukrainian bar owner and his like Russian cousin. Right. Um, <laughs> in uh, Spain. Right. In yeah. Spain. Like, yeah. In like in uh, Cadiz. Well, not even Cadiz. It was a, like a suburb of Cadiz. Right. Which not even a lot of people know the city Cadiz. Um, and we were just drinking there and he had like owned the bar for a couple of years and, um, yeah, we just downed the whole bottle in like 30 minutes and it was oh, like super shit. like Eastern European. He was just like, my brothers, we drink until the bottle is finished and just, like, <laughs> kept pouring more shots. Nice. Um, and he was like, he was one of the funniest dudes I'd ever met. Um, really nice. And I like, I went back to that bar many times after that. But, That's tight. Um, yeah. Then we had to like find our way home. And, uh, <laughs> was quite an interesting experience because the guy we were with that lived there was too drunk to find us home. oh shit that so sucks dude yeah 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 and europe is a little confusing like you think korea is confusing trying to get around without a map right try going into europe where their like streets are fucking windy and, and like, yeah stone and nothing makes sense yeah <laughs> looks the same yeah but yeah that's why you sleep on the street man fuck yeah. that i think that's yeah. what we made it was already like five Right. I would have just slept at the bar. <laughs> Shit. Unless he would have kicked me out, I guess. Yeah. That's funny, though. Are you sure it was vodka? Yeah, it was definitely vodka. Okay. It was honey pepper vodka. Okay. The reason why is because I know a lot of people also drink uh, rakia. Rakia, I think it's called. Rakia. I don't know how to spell it. I think it's R-A-K-I-Y-A, uh, which is also very strong. I don't think it's a vodka, but it's some. It's I think it's a little bit stronger than vodka, actually. Damn, I don't know. And I should know this, and I'm sorry. But yeah, Rakia is very interesting. The first time I had it, it was from... I had it with some Bulgarian friends. Right. Yeah, and then... Does it taste like vodka? 
it tastes better than vodka. Do they have flavors? <laughs> yeah, there's the, yeah. So I think there are different flavors. It could have um, been. It tasted like vodka to me, but it really doesn't have to. Rakia's better. It's stronger. It's so good. I mean, I know it's popular with Romanians and Bulgarians, and I know some other countries. I think uh, Bosnia as well, and but Bosnia and Her Herzegovina. I don't forgot to say it, but yeah, Bosnia and the, uh, the other part, <laughs> Bosnia, Herzegovina. <laughs> God damn it! I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't yeah, I can't pronounce it either. I'm sorry, guys. No disrespect if you're listening. <laughs> For the uh, maybe like point five listeners in, in this country. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, that sounds cool, man. Okay, so that's one. You had, you said you had another one. That's a pretty cool one. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I have a couple. Yeah. But um, another one was actually when I was in Spain, too. They have this interesting thing called, like, uh, feria. Yeah. Um, and this isn't, like, so much a story, but just something that, like, you guys, somebody's got to experience if you're listening. Okay. Um, and it's, like, this touring uh, party that literally just goes around Spain yeah. during the summer. Um, and it came to, like, a city that's near Gibraltar yeah. that we went to visit. It's called La Línea, and it's literally called that because it's on the border between Spain and Gibraltar. Gotcha. Like the UK territory. La Línea? Like the line? Yeah. Okay. Like the line. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so, I mean, the, the that's way, interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the feria was there, and it's like, basically, it's like a gigantic fair. There's rides and everything, but they also have, like, this area of the feria where there's, like, six or seven like mini nightclubs that are just like set like they build them in a day nice and they're all different themed oh and so like it's very popular for all of the young people like age maybe 16 to like 26 or 20 right 25 to just go out to the these nightclubs so first at like 10 p.m they just go to this area and it's like it was like just called el monton mm -hmm. which like roughly translates to hill and um, it was just, like, this hill in the middle of the city where everyone would just, like, publicly drink, which isn't, like, legal in Spain. Oh, really? Like, nobody would care. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. What are you going to do, arrest all of us? Get the right, fuck exactly. out of here. Like, I mean, <laughs> when I say everyone, I mean, like, there were, like, maybe 2,000 oh, damn. Like, young adults just kind of, like, hanging out in nice. this hill nice. area. And then, like, around uh, midnight, they just, like, all rush to the uh, these... A specific name for him. I can't remember what it is. I'm mixing it up with the name for like a beach bar. Nice. Um, but yeah, so they're really nice. And then afterwards, they like watch the sunrise. And so yeah, we went this one night and just like partied all night. And then like had to find the bus to get home. And once again, the guy we were with had no clue where we were going because <laughs> he was way too drunk. He's way too Thankfully, drunk. Thankfully, I speak Spanish. Or what? At the time, I spoke English. Why didn't you get this information before you guys went? That's what I would have done. Because, yeah, like, I bro, I know you're going to get fucked up later. This so why don't we... Before the vodka. Okay. So, like, you know, maybe I should have learned by the time the vodka happened. Yeah. Well, now you know. I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, good, the good thing about being Korea is, like, taxis are cheap. And every taxi has a GPS. So you just give them your address and they, they just take your That's ass home. Really? <laughs> if you live somewhere like I do, where the address is like, even if you give it to them, they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's like in the middle of nowhere. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like in the very north. Um, I, I found a way to make some know where it is every time. Right. But I like had to learn that over a couple of weeks. Okay. Of having to say, like, you can't just give them the address. You have to say, like, Right, you tell them all these things. And yeah, 
for some reason, like, taxi drivers have kind of a hard time. Yeah. In Korea, like, knowing where things are. Yeah. Like, I've had, I've had some taxi drivers that are like, time's broke. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Know where time is. Oh, okay. oh, um, like, yeah, the gallery. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, they know it as Galleria. They don't yeah. know it as Time World, yeah. I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah, well, we I think it's a foreigner thing, because I think we, we know it as Time World. When we communicate with each other, and I've learned this, too, because I've been here longer than you. Well, I've heard, like, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing, but we say Time World, but they know Galleria. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he lives in Junsan, so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know it all too well, then, man. Damn. <laughs> that's a that's a good place to live. Here's the thing. I like this place because it's quiet. Like it's still it's still close enough to the city, so where I can go to Dunsan easily. It's not a problem. But I like it because like in the evening, two three a.m., I hear nothing. If you live in Dusan, it's oh, 2, yeah. 3 a.m., you Rest fucking hear peace. everything. You yeah, can't hear shit. Peace. Yeah, yeah, good luck trying to sleep, I mean, you know? I thought Taejeon was kind of like a relatively mild city until I went to Dunsan yeah. regularly. And like, yeah, Dunsan's... People a... be out there till like 7 a.m. <clears throat> partying. Yeah, whole different... Yeah, it's a great... It's great. I've been out there 7 a.m. partying. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, did I tell you about that one time? It was like, I walked home from like a Ibiza, drunk as shit. How is Ibiza? Because like, I don't want to go if it's not cool. It was fun. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't pay cover. Um, really? They just let me in. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was on a Thursday night, so I think it was like free oh, yeah. free for foreigners. Yeah. Was it, was it even good on a Thursday night? Dude, it was packed. I was drunk as shit. Okay, here's here's what happened. Long story short, um, <laughs> there was four of us, and we had drank eight bottles of soju together. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> and then we went to Ibiza, and I promised I would buy them a bottle, so I bought a bottle of Jägermeister. And we crushed the Jägermeister in less than 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so we were all fucked up. And then I tried to take a taxi home, but, like, I felt like I was, like, throwing up. So I told him to, like, pull over. So I pulled over to the side. I paid him. I got out of the taxi. Like, I threw up on the sidewalk. And then I walked the rest of the way home. <laughs> and I, I, here's the thing. I don't remember this. Like, I don't remember everything that happened. So I was, well, when, like, was gone. Takes care yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, honestly, like, drug me is pretty nice. Like, I'll get home. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, drunk me. I when I'm drunk, I'm still, I'm not stupid. I don't. Right. When I'm drunk, I don't do anything dumb. Like I typically, what happens tired. to me, I just get, I just get tired. Yeah, or like, or like yeah. Very yeah, exactly. But I still remember to do everything. I still remember to charge my phone, drink right. water, yeah, exactly. lock my door, like shit like that. I still remember to do all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've never blacked out, so that's good. I've blacked out. I've only thrown up twice while drunk. That's one, it? One of them was just twice? Week. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Dude, just twice? I've thrown up at least 10 times. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I, I've barely ever thrown up much of my life. Yeah. So I think I'm just really good at holding it in. That's good. But, like, yeah, the other night, like, I, all, I, all I did, I was like, I have to throw up now. And I went and, like, puked for, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm good. Let's go home. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I know I know what happens because um, typically when I throw up is when I drink a lot of alcohol, obviously, but also when I drink, when I mix alcohol. That's my problem. I tend to mix a lot. Right. I um, believe in that, but, like, I, I feel like that's probably true. It, it is. Like, and, and when I when I mix a lot, it's like I'm, I truly mix. It's not like, oh, you drink some tequila and you drink some vodka and that's it. No, I drink fucking whiskey, scotch. Fucking Sambuca, tequila, <laughs> wine, like, beer. Like, I drink everything. Oh, yeah. Those things are dangerous, dude. Those things are dangerous. 
Yeah, yeah. Those things are dangerous. Yeah, so and like that's what I'm saying. So when I mix, I mix a lot of different things. So naturally, my stomach is like, nah, son, you gotta chill out. And then other times, I also mess it up too. Like if I if I'm good, and then I'll eat something, and then as soon as I eat something, my body's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's all this guy's fault. I probably wouldn't have thrown <laughs> up. But like he would we had like a, like all you can eat sushi. Oh <gasps> fucked up. That's where oh, you fucked up right there. Was, well like we had this before. Yeah. And yeah. Now we were like pre gaming. Uh-huh. Right? So we had like a bunch of Mekju and Soju. Yeah. And Mekju is beer. Watering Ghost, we yeah. had like, you know, three drinks there. Yep. And it was like the ten thousand. Shit, three three drinks is all you need. Right. Well, and well, watering like, ghost. Like, oh, okay. They were like the I mean I had a normal yeah. Like yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then then Mingyu over here is like, "Yo, you guys want to go get barbecue?" Yeah. Because <laughs> when he's drunk, all he wants to do is eat. Because uh, he's a smart man. Because he's Korean. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, the best thing to do when you're drunk is to eat fried chicken afterwards. Oh. Barbecue is good, but f- nothing. There's nothing better than well, fried chicken. The mistake was we were already fucked up, and we go to barbecue and have yeah. so mad. Of course. Along with Damn. I honestly was the, probably the best beef I've had so far. Oh man. But after, like as soon as I stood up, I was like, it is over. Yeah, like I'm done. For those of you who don't know, Mekju is beer. Soju is of course soju. And then uh Somek is actually soju and beer together. Yes. Yeah. Mixed in the perfect Mixed in the perfect ratio, yeah. Many Koreans will show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it actually. I prefer soju. I don't like I don't like just beer. Like I don't like somek. Just give me fucking soju. I'll 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 crush a bottle of soju easy. Oh really? That's the problem. I mean, like not like alcohol wise. Right. I just get full because like beer really fills you up. It does. Yeah, I don't like beer. I'm not a big fan at all. Um, to be honest with you, I can drink some. Really? It does. Yeah. I mean, I can drink beer. I just don't like it. I don't prefer it. I prefer liquor. And wine, yeah. It's a good, good, good trait to have. Although maybe not, because then you just get more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best thing about Korea for me in terms of alcohol is that I like soju, so I can right. get drunk for three dollars. Like <laughs> yeah, you can get drunk for like three. This is like this is an alcoholic's paradise here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's one of the most alcoholic countries in the world. Yeah, you get, yeah, it's an alcoholic's paradise soju. because you could panhandle for like two hours maybe on the street, and you can get like five thousand won. That means. You can get enough enough liquor, enough soju to be drunk, and food for the day, yeah. and you could just sleep on a fucking bench at a park and you'd be okay. <laughs> so you could you could pretty much live your life for like you could no honestly if you think about it you could live your life here for like twenty dollars a day, right? <laughs> Here's why: you can go to the gym Jilban, right? And you can shower, you can clean, you can do everything there for seven thousand won, right? Let's say you get drunk and you're an alcoholic, so you can use five thousand won for alcohol for liquor, okay? So that's 12,000 won. You have 8,000 won left. You can eat one good meal a day for 8,000 won. Okay? Like Like a really good meal. You can get UK John. You can get Mandu. You can get Samgyapsal. Dude, you can get tons of food for 8,000 won. So you can, and you can just like sleep on a bench. You know, you can sleep on a picnic, you know, like on a fucking picnic table. You can sleep in the gym, Javon. So you you can pretty much live your life for like 20,000 won, which is $20 a day here. I don't suggest you do it, but you could do yeah, it. Don't be <laughs> yeah, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's frowned upon everywhere. Yeah, so. definitely frowned upon here. Yeah, but if you wanted to do it, you could. So, but anyways, yeah, that was interesting. Damn, how the fuck did we get on that topic? I don't remember. That was the stories. I ran out of stories anyway. 
Okay, cool. That's good, man. That's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way to end the story. Drunk stories are always the best ones. That's the majority of my good stories. Yeah. Well, dude, if you want, if you want to hear something funny, me every time I'm drunk in Dunsan, I always have this fucking bright idea to walk back from Dunsan, back here. It's not that far. It's like. <laughs> but okay, you. I live in Manyandong, right? I obviously live here. So from Dunsan here is like a 20, 25 minute walk, right. right? When I'm drunk, I'm like pissing the whole time I'm walking back. Come on, man. No, I just I go I go to the side, like I go to the side of like where there's bushes. And I always look around, and I'm like, okay, and I take a piss. So I piss. I've pissed all around Dajon. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I pissed. I pissed plenty of places. Yeah, yeah, I've I've pissed plenty of places on the walk back from Dunsan all the way back to Manyandong. Doesn't matter. It's like when you're in Dunsan, I don't think there's any cops. I don't think I've ever seen a cop in Dunsan. Well, that you know that's interesting because in America you see cops quite often. I and I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, I've literally seen maybe six cop cars since I've been here in Korea. I mean, I think on Kai's campus it's like a little bit of an exception. No, well, can, the campus is different. Yeah, but I'm like, but like, yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't see them a whole lot. I live right next to the forensic place, so I see cops all the time. Right. Like. The cops here are like so unintimidating. Yeah. yeah, they drive around in like like little. I mean, not like not even Priuses. Like, what are those like the Chevy Bolts? Yeah, like that's basically the size of the car. They yeah, drive. they're not like, heavy. Smart car, basically. Yeah, they're not heavy. There's like, like no padding on them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and also, like I'm sure that if they drove by and saw you pissing, they wouldn't even like blink. They no. Well, for me, for me, it's always late, and I'm always like on the side where nobody can see me, you know. So like, it's it's not it's not like I'm out in the open, like yeah, fuck everybody, look at my dick, you know. <laughs> it's never like that. It's always just like okay, I'm gonna look around, make sure I'm not you know pissing on anybody, pissing on anybody's property. It's always in a bush, you know. There's always like random bushes around, so nobody bats an eye, you know, and it's okay. So, but the funny, the what I'm saying is like pretty much like my walk back from Dunsan back to Manyandong, I've pissed maybe six or seven times. Like the and I've done this multiple times, mind you. So I don't know what it is. Like even if you don't, you're not drinking an, an insane amount of fluid. Yeah. Drunk, like it just, it's like coffee. It's like a diuretic for your dick. Dude, you're yes, you're right. So it's true. It's true. And for me, every time I drink, like I've gotten this habit, and it's a very good habit. I suggest everybody does it, uh, or just everybody do it. Um, to drink water. Oh, so okay. every time I take like a drink of alcohol, I take a drink of water. Yeah. yeah. I, what I'll usually do is like if I'm changing locations at all, which is pretty common here in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just go to the Seven Eleven or yes. Five or CVS because they're everywhere. Yeah. You can get two liters of water. Yeah. For, for like a dollar. Less than one U.S. dollar. Yeah. Um. So. And crush that. Cheap, yeah. And, yeah. And just chug it. Yeah. And you'll have to piss for the next hour. Yeah. But but, it's worth it. but the next morning you'll feel a lot so better. Many people think Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, totally. So, and every time, like, even if I get drunk, like, even if I get drunk and maybe even I'll throw up, maybe, um, when I wake up the next morning, I'm always like, yeah, my day is so much better. If I don't drink water, I, I know the consequences and it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's bad. So I always drink water. It's very important. So cool. All right, man. That was fun. I really enjoyed it. We got to get Mingi next time. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Well, he's been sitting here for like two and a half hours, dude. <laughs> he's just been drinking all the liquor. He's been, yeah. Yeah. But he's also been serving us. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's like really strong. It's kind of like the raspberry one. Yeah. It didn't do 
Well, you know, the the flavored soju, I really don't even mix, to be honest with you. I just uh, I just drink it by itself. The only and I, and I don't even mix other soju like regular soju. I drink by itself. And if I want to chase it, then I'll drink like a little bit of orange juice. Yeah, you can it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty weak. One fourth the lightning content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, drink all of this because I have to I have to re up anyway. So next time I go to the store. Dude, this is this is what happens. Let me tell you, man. I go to the grocery store and and I'm a local, right? And they see me once a week, and I always go in there and I buy my food and I buy everything. You know, they know who I am. They have my address. They deliver my food. It's normal, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a five minute walk. So, once a month, generally speaking, once a month, I go in there and I go to the soju section, which is in the refrigerator section, and I buy. I literally, I'm not joking. I buy one of every soju that is there. <laughs> And I put it in my cart, <laughs> okay, along with everything else. So then I take my cart to the cash register, and then I tell them, like, I want delivery, please. And what is it? Bedal? Bedal? In Korean? Bedal. Bed. Shit. How do you say it? Delivery is like a... Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Bed, yeah. Bedal. Right? And they understand me, for the most part. Um... So, and they just, and it's so funny because I'm putting all the bottles of soju like on the fucking, you know, like little <laughs> conveyor belt and they're just looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And yeah, they see me once like, a month. So, I think a lot of people I know about Korea is that like uh, open container is completely legal here. Oh, yeah. It's like kind of like semi socially frowned upon. Yeah. But honestly, like, but most people don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I was in the park like, the other day with my friend. Oh, yeah. Downtown, nobody but, cares. I was at the park the other day just drinking like a bottle of soju and orange juice and people were just walking by nothing. You know, it's weird. They saw me drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So me, it was my friend and I and he was drinking a beer and we were just chilling, you know? Yeah. I think it's frowned upon if you start doing stupid shit. Right. Yeah. You know, which is which is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But no, we were just drinking, chilling, laughing, you know, that was it. So it was it was cool. I'm so glad there's not a military base here, Tejon. I know. That's what makes it so much more fun here. I agree. It's because any anytime I go anywhere that has a lot of Oh yeah, of course. But even the Korean military, the the like the people, they hate them out in public. Like, right. A lot of the like in Daegu, there's a lot of military bases over there, Korean and American. Right. And like the, they like wait until the cur- the military curfew before they go out. Right. right. And then like Seoul and like Itaewon and stuff. It's the same oh, thing, yeah. The Americans are just so loud. They're extreme. It's Here's the thing. So of course, I respect them, but they they cause a lot of trouble sometimes. A lot of trouble. Um, you see yeah like like all wrapped up they got their guns and they're like military police yeah going bar to bar in itaewon yeah trying to make sure none of the americans are doing dumb stuff yeah and that they're back home by curfew yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah so and, and again like i i don't know the rules and i you know of course i respect them. i have a lot of friends in the military who have been stationed here actually and in japan and in other places so I, I know how it's like um but it's also like you know they can cause some problems so and i've partied with military people here in dejon because sometimes they travel out out of seoul like on their holidays and stuff and they come to other places to party so it's cool talking to them but you know if they get too fucked up it can get it can get pretty nasty i've seen it like i've i've seen uh yeah yeah very masculine and if you say anything wrong to them, yeah, you know, they can get in a fight real quick, you know, and I've seen it almost happen. I was in a Thursday party in Itaewon, and the dude was just like, hey, 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 like literally every five seconds, and like the whole <laughs> bar hated him. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, so. Yeah, there you go. You can, you can point them out, man. The worst part is, is that, like, if you look, I don't know, American, yeah. you know, like around them, then you are 
Right. So it's hard to talk to a lot of girls that way. Right. They're, they're fucking it up. <laughs> I remember I met one military guy here. He was cool, man. I like talking to him, but he's always like, "Yeah, man, you know, I really hope that um, you know, nothing happens militarily speaking, but if they if something does, man, we're ready. We always say it. We're going to take it to the north." And I'm like, "You know what? I understand you have to have that mindset, but can you please get out of the mindset? Okay, I don't want any of you guys fucking it up. You know, somebody getting too trigger happy over here." <laughs> No, but it 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 would um you know I respect the service and dude I I totally like it would suck to be in Korea as a military person, you know what I'm saying? Because the life that we live, as compared to the life that you know and uh, individuals in the military live, are two completely different lives. And I can confidently say that our life is better. So you know, and and dude, you know how frustrating it's gotta be for people in the military who are just like looking at like the average English uh, English teacher. Or even the average English speaker who's here, like studying abroad, and they like the experiences that they're able to have as compared to people who are in the military who are just like, man, I gotta stay on base and I gotta obey these rules and I gotta wake up at like you know oh four thirty or some shit like that. The fucking PT, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just gotta suck, dude. So like I get it when they want to go out and they want to party and they don't give a shit about anybody, but um yeah, there there can be some repercussions for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good though. It's all good. Anyways, man, I had a good time. Thank you very much for coming. I appreciate it. Yeah, next time we got to get Mingi up here. Look at him. He's ready. He's like, I want more soju. Now. He's always ready to drink more. Goddamn right. He's a real. How about we do this? How about we get Mingi fucked up? How about we just get him drunk and then we can just watch him be drunk? Yeah. Mingi, speak. Speak. (laughs) Talk to us now. Nah, man. That sounds good. All right, man. We're going to go ahead and end it and we'll see what happens, man. And I'll let you know uh, when we post it and shit. Awesome. Dude, this was amazing. I love talking about robotics. It was cool, man. Yeah, it was that was my favorite. I mean, no disrespect to other topics, but that was such a cool topic to talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I could share it with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I'm, I'm learning, obviously. So like, I don't know I'm much about it. So. Is it science at all? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be giving a presentation on humanoid robotics at Water and Ghost August 1st. Oh, you're the first person. I mean, science you're going to be the tap. science on tap. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if you've been to any of those. Oh, fuck. August 1st? Shit. I'll be in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Damn, dude. But, you know, maybe I'll videotape it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Jonathan might. Yeah. He might do yeah, it, actually. Jonathan's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Dude's amazing. That dude is hilarious. Yeah, he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's funny how you, you, you meet some of the most interesting people outside of your country. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's very... That's the best. Yeah. Someday I'll be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gotta finish my time in America. I know, right? All right, man. Let's end it. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Let me see where I can find the stop button. I always deal with this bullshit. Because I always lose my mouse. DJ Wazzle out. DJ Wazzle out.